Hi, I'm Chris Claremont. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics and hopefully reading one of mine. You see that fence? You just sailed over it. I think that was a first take. Right. That was a, yeah, that was a, that was a first pitch home run right there. Miracles do happen. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's just a professional, as are we all. I just, you know, I'm, there needs to be every, every moment this week needs to, we need to find joy in everything we can look at right now. I just think that I'm, I'm happy. I'm, 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 I'm happier than I was, but. I'm not, you know, I, it, it's right now. I think it's hard for many of us to stand tall, chest out, and and, yeah. and say, you know, we're conquering the world. There, it's 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 rough. It's getting better, and and it's things, it's full steam ahead. Yeah, but. things will turn out in our favor. Yes, because well, I can't say why, but okay. they will. I know they will. I think I know. We'll talk after. We'll talk after. Yeah, in any case, Jason's going to be like, brother, I love you, but you're fucking crazy. Right. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you are not crazy because you know where to tune when you want to hear the best in comics-related entertainment, such as it is. It's 11 o'clock comics, people. Episode 705, and I'm Vince B. I'm Vince B. Dancing in my seat, I'm David A. Price. I can vouch for that, and I am the summoner. Oh, no, you're not. You're not the summoner. You Jason wooed everybody. My the head of my beer almost exploded when you said the summoner. Maybe it knows something I don't. I don't know. It's oh, say say bon. Yeah, but you're not. You Jason wooed everybody, and guess what? Well, what? Aside from the fact that Santa's coming in, you know, two months, um, the specials are up. At Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your books getting fast and delivered straight to your door. I have selected three. And they are diverse and they are wonderful. From Ahoy Comics, it's The Wrong Earth, Night and Day, number one. Yeah. (laughs) The The original creative team. It's true. With writer Tom Payer and artist Jamal Eigel and inked by Juan Castro. Yes. Uh, the vengeance-dealing dragonfly sticks it to the man. The acrobatic sleuth dragonfly man assists the police. These alternate Earth versions of the same masked crime fighter meet face-to-face for the first time in this new series by the original creators of the smash hit The Wrong Earth. Will their impossible encounter result in a team-up, ellipsis, or an all-out war? Every Ahoy title also features extra bonus pro stories, Beautifully illustrated. All true. There's not a single lie in that solicit. The cover price of this is $3.99. You laugh. You are going to get it for $2.19. That's 45% off. The meat between the bread is from Dark Horse. This time around, Crimson Flower, number one. Written by some dude named Matt Kent. Heard of him. Yeah. With art by Matt Lisniewski. The pitch, yeah, the pitch goes from the New York Times best-selling mind management creator Matt Kent and Matt Lisniewski, the freak. He's not a freak. He illustrated the freak. Uh, comes a brand new mind-altering journey through Russian folktales. Trained assassins 
and government conspiracies. Hmm. After losing her family in a violent home invasion, a woman uses folk tales to cope. In a blood-soaked journey towards revenge, she tracks down the man responsible for her family's deaths, only to discover a startling government plot to weaponize folk tales and use them to raise children into a super assassins. I love that pitch. I think that's, that sounds great, right? Um, it is a doesn't say miniseries. Maybe it's an ongoing. I don't know. But the uh, cover price is four bucks. And I'm I'm chuckling because you're only going to pay. We're all going to pay half that, dollar ninety nine. Boom, boom. And uh, last, but in my heart, certainly not least, it may be a controversial choice. I don't know. Your mileage may vary. From Image, Rain Like Hammers, number one of five, from the mind of Brandon Graham. Hell yeah, boy! Co- yeah, cover price is five bucks. Uh, your price is $2.49. And Damn. it is, of course, uh, the man who infused King City and Profit with the goodness. Brandon Graham returns with an all-new oversized five-issue series. Eugene is a new inhabitant of Elephant. There's that, that, that recurring conceptual continuity, Elephant. Uh, a walking city on the desert world of Crown Majesty. Far from friends and family, he spends most of his time navigating melancholy daydreams, toying with alien technology, and researching the best places to find high-quality fast food. Sounds like my life. At best, his life is lonely and monotonous. (laughs) Again, but all of that changes when a mysterious force begins destroying Crown Majesty's walking cities. It sounds great, and I'm in. Does sound great. DC, Yeah, what? No, before you you give the sign-off. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I'm throwing one in there. Do it. Because oh. why should Juan be the only person from our Zoom call Tuesday night to get a shout out? God damn it, I forgot. Sponsorship spot. And not only should you order this if you missed out on it when we told you to order it months ago, I have the order code right here. You're a good person. I suck. NOV 201591. You put that. Make sure you, wherever you're getting your books from, you order this. It is Mysterious Travelers, yeah. Steve Ditko, and the search for a new liberal identity by our friend and yours, our brother, Mr. Zach Crusay. And if you order it from Discount Comic Book Service, you get a free signed book plate included. Signed and numbered. Oh, that's awesome. That is well, awesome. I'm going to get told it. Them I'm pissed because I already ordered it. So I got to go to his house and hit him up to get some of these. But books. it's not like you're never going to see him, right? Don't, 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 don't mess up the story, man. I'm going to drive to his I house. I know. You see, I am place. such an asshole because we, all right, b- behind the curtain uh, information, we had a massive Zoom meeting Tuesday night. You did. Uh, good time was had by all. Secrets were unveiled. Yeah. Um, body parts were shown, whatever. And uh, Zach Crusay, the author of Mysterious Traveler was on the Zoom call with us. And uh, I told him right there, hey, you know what? We're going to feature your book on our monthly list of specials. And I'm such an idiot. I forgot to do it. I got your back. So I saved you. Right. You redeemed me. You redeemed me. And now I'm going to kick to the curb one of these books. And uh, (laughs) sorry, it it has to be. Traditionally, it is three. (laughs) One for each of us, even though I pick them all. 
I know. It's true. You do. Yeah, I know. So, yes, dcbservice.com. Go. Do it. Yes. Make it happen. So, I thought it was hilarious because we were doing a little pre, pre-show chit-chatting and Vince is like, oh, we should ask the, uh, the crew for some questions. And we're like, yeah, go for it, you know? So, I'd say <laughs> we ask for questions every couple months. And, you know, not to, be, not, not to belittle the prior efforts because, you know, there's always some questions that are thought-provoking and I appreciate them. But I was busy today. I log on to the Slacks to see how the questions are coming along, see if there's one or two there that might make for some interesting conversational fodder. And uh, isn't it interesting? When I ask, I get like eight to ten. Oh, my God. Several of which are repeats. Yeah, they are few and far. Then then I look, and I'm scrolling for miles and miles. Yeah. There were, and I'm not making this up, over 80 responses to yep. that thread because Vince asked the question. So from no, now that's on, not Vince why. is going to always make the call. No, yes. I just I just yes. couched it in a wrapper of, hey, hit us with your best shot. Come on, ask a question. Don't pull any punches. Let's do this. And then as the yeah, – yeah, I know you want to speak. As the questions were popping in there, I was – I continued to berate them and taunt them. Like a carnival yes. barker. Someone yes. – you know, you're trying to win the Cupid doll for Sally Mae, but I'm over here telling you you suck and you better try harder. That's why they kept asking because I kind of gave them the old stand treatment. I think also you asked early enough in the day. I know that there are times where we'll could be Jason will get to it, and it's like it's after six thirty. It's maybe it's closer to to show time, and not everybody is is raring to go or available or online. But it it's yeah, there were it, it was the most active topic today, and uh, well, usually it it's was the a- OA, and that's rightly so. Jason yeah. was right. It is so for my little moment in the sun you get the most posts in your original art thing all the time so <laughs> one moment in time <laughs> that's right but but i heard vince talk about the head of his beer and i want to know what kind of beer that is oh so I, let's just make it official we bring him back the the drink roll call or what yeah i i, mean, I gotta know listen <laughs> we we make, we make the rules dude we, i mean i know you do go whatever I, feels right I, fine then then let's just do it because I'm drinking the beer that I helped brew. Oh, really? Yes, the the heady topper. Ah, um, still waiting for my box. Is it? Have you not, right? not hit, shipped it yet? Or? Well, it no, I haven't. Well, it's it's amazing. The heady topper goes for about sixty dollars a case, maybe a little more, uh, maybe eighty. I don't know, but you can only get it at a certain time. I think it's on a Tuesday, and you got to go to. Virginia or something to get it and uh, so my brother-in-law bought the brew brewing kit that makes 40 45 bottles wow which is like getting uh, it's like two cases right for 60 bucks so we tried it and we came comfortably close okay I mean it's doesn't it's not a, a, a substitute for the real heady topper but it's not bad we're we're getting there and we're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, brewing beer is fun. It's the weight, as Tom Petty said. That's the hardest part because 
you know, you have to you have to boil it and then you got to let it sit for two weeks and then you got to put it in bottles and then let it sit for X amount of time. Like it's what you know, it's fun. It's a reason for us to get together on Sundays, drink and act like idiots. That's right. All. Yeah. So I'm drinking fake Hetty Topper, which is very good, but not as good as the original or the okay. the, the, OG, the 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 genuine article. Nice. All right. Uh, I have, well, I'm double fisting here. I got a can of Aha <laughs> orange and grapefruit seltzer. And then I also have a about three quarters yet to be drank glass full of Clos de los Siete, nice. which is an Argentinian wine. I'm probably, yep, making a little comeback. Beth found some when she went to uh, our wine place. So uh, bring, bring, it, bring it back an oldie, but a goodie. You know what I love? I love watching the progression from intensely fit Jason to, ah, I might have some IPAs. <laughs> That's the, my favorite because there, you draw that hard freaking line. Not nope, going to have water. Can't have anything else but water. Water, water, water. If it's got a little bit of alcohol in it, I'll drink that. But it's got to be water. And then yeah, maybe I'll have a little IPA here and there. And then it's like, oh, I like IPAs. I'm going to have a... 20 of them get this thing delivered to my house that's all IPAs. I love watching this. I'm not berating you, but I like it when you relax a little bit. Because you look perfect. I know. You look perfect to me all the time. So when you say, oh, man, I'm so overweight, I'm like, what? You're, You're full of shit. So to me, whatever you do is fine. But I'm just saying I love to see you open the drawers a little bit and relax Mm. and and lean back. Not be so rigid all the time. That freaking Peloton shitty nation. Hilarious. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I, uh, I too am double fisting it. Um, I am starting off with this Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. And after I finish this, uh, I am going to enjoy this sidecar that I made for my wife and I tonight. Mm. Cool. I love the Foley when you do your, your, with the, and the cap. That's the best. That's for you. Uh, and there for anybody who doesn't know, a sidecar is um, two parts cognac, one part lemon juice, one part triple sec. There cognac or brandy. We had cognac. Nice. Respect. You know what the most prevalent liqueur in my family is? You know how family splits up and you have this group and you have, you know, the Rapa. son, the, the, uh, the most widespread uh, imbibed liqueur in my family. Mm. Now, remember, uh, I'm Italian. Yeah. Right. Sicilian, um, to be precise. Um, Sometimes you light it on fire, I think. I'm going to say limoncello. You're close. Okay. Oh, sometimes you light it on fire. Not... Um... No, oh, Zambuca? You're close. Yeah, wait. Zambuca's anise, right? Anise? Yeah, yeah. yeah, then you're right. It is Zambuca. Yeah. 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 Nice. How about Vince asking a question? He doesn't even know the name of the damn liquor. <laughs> but I knew it was anise. Anise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Now, how many people had that on their scorecard? Mm-hmm. Let's talk <laughs> about some comics here. Or let's okay. get into... No, let's get into the questions. Because oh, I, I, okay. I'm going to... I'm going to blow my, my wad right out of the gate. Okay. And 
ask what I think is the best question out of all of them. Okay. And just to reiterate, I, we, uh, as a group, solicited our Slack people. And if you don't know what the Slack people are, um, it sounds like a really cheesy 60s horror film, but it's not. It's it's a group of, of patrons that um, have reached a very particular level in our Patreon.com. Um, what do you want to call it? What is it? Patreon. It's not a campaign. It's a... It's an ongoing it's our subscriber. It's our yeah. yeah. It's it's a it's a uh, it's a support platform. That's right. it's our Patreon support platform. And if you want to know what all this hubbub is about, you go to patreon.com forward slash eleven o'clock comics, and you'll see. So among the group of people that have ascended to the Slack level, their family, we floated out the question like, "Hey, hit us with your questions, please." Uh, because we want to have a fun episode, take your mind off current events, just go deep and l- relaxed and laissez-faire and just talk about comics with our buds. Basically do the same thing we always do. But you're going to drive the bus. And they responded, as Jason said. And I think Davin asked the best question. And he said, huh? I was going to ask, what was that question? Oh, here it is. He asked, do you feel... Like being comic critics, that's that should be air quotes around critics, but we'll humor him. Do, do you feel like being comic critics has tarnished or enhanced your love of comics? Do you sometimes wish that you weren't so critical? It's a great question. It's a wonderful question uh, because I think um, I, I mull over this constantly. Like what? Would my comics reading uh, experience be if I didn't have to pass everything under the microscope? Mm-hmm. And it's just like the old, is it a particle or is it a wave, right? The, the thing being observed reacts in accordance to the observer. And that's exactly how I feel, only in the inverse. I'm reacting to this art, not from a point of enjoyment, but from a point where how could I phrase this in a way that I can bring it to the show? Like everything experienced is from the vantage point of me bringing my ideas to the show. There's no just reading for enjoyment anymore. It's gone. And I'll never get that back. Um, well, even a bummer. No, even if it's not a bummer, it's just the way it is. Even um, about twenty years ago, I was um, in the head of a semi-successful site which reviewed horror films on DVD. Right when DVD was coming up, I had a site, and you know, I was on all of the comp lists, and I got all the DVDs, and I know this is great. I can watch horror films and and write about them, and and keep getting these freebies and my life is awesome and after about two years of that i felt my life sucked because i had to watch the sometimes bottom of the barrel of of movies which i love but but it became a chore i had to approach each movie the same way and uh, critically Right, I had to look at mm-hmm. it in terms of, um, you know, at that time there was a procedure for reviewing reviewing DVDs. Is the film complete? What's the transfer like? Is the is it grainy? Uh, like you know, all that bullshit that nobody really cares about. Uh, I didn't care about it, but the 
the audience did. And so I had to force myself to yeah the 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 transfers very clear or there's 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 bits of of uh, fuzzies and hair in one section like really who gives a shit just watch the movie these things were not ever designed to be pristine even when they were first pressed but anyway onto film so whatever um, but th- that's the thing with doing the show is that I read everything and. With with the in the back of my mind never goes away. It, it's it's that well, I have to explain myself like why this sequence is is resounded or 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 touched me or or why I I find this art is is good and why like it, it pains it doesn't pain me I shouldn't say that but we I have to translate all of my experiences my solitary experiences to a language in which everybody can understand sometimes Mm -hmm. that's a burden where i just want to read about i just want to read spider-man not have to say why or you know you know what i mean Uh, i'm Mm -hmm. sure you guys feel the same way uh or or i i i should approach this from this angle Mm -hmm. or i should try and be creative and 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 Come come at this this exposition from from this vantage point, and it's like sometimes I don't even want to. I don't want to say why I love something. I just want it. I just want to experience it. Like uh, if if I go into a, a gallery, I'm at the I'm at the the Whitney, and I'm looking at a painting, and someone says, "What do you think about this?" Fuck you! I don't have to tell you what I think about this. This is this is my time looking at this beautiful piece of art. I'm not going to translate the the conceptual things that are going on in my head to a language that you can understand just because you asked. I'm not that guy that would say that, but sometimes I feel it, right? Mm-hmm. It's there. So, okay, so I'm guessing then the answer to the second question is that sometimes you wish you weren't so critical, but... No, that's not the answer to the second question. How could we not be critical? When, when, you're, when you're experiencing a piece of art... In, right. That's in, in in sections, right? Sequential art. No, you 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 discern and you you uh, deliberate and you try and look at or you try and and feel what the the creators are doing. No, I, I love being critical. It's just okay. that I don't I, I don't always love. You off was no. was you feeling burdened by looking for ways to explain no. your your thoughts and feelings? On well, it. how could you ap- appreciate art without being critical? So, has it tarnished or enhanced your love of comics? That's a that's the part of the question. Um, my selfish, solitary experience with art it has tarnished. My communal, uh, brotherly experience with art, uh, i.e., the two of you and the 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 whole listenership, has enhanced it. So I'm kind of faking mm-hmm. it, but okay. but I'm an only child like Jason, and we we tend to be very selfish with our ideas and emotions and feelings and all that shit. Um, sometimes sharing them is a burden. Sometimes sharing them is a is a blessing, is a joy, because uh, I get return on my investment. Uh, whether someone tells me I'm crazy or not, like it's nice to 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 be reassured or be shaken out of your your stupor right 
which is is great. But there are moments when, God damn it, can't I just read this fucking thing and not have to talk about it? it it's rare, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, I, I, it's so. I don't know if Jason has an answer yet. I, I'm when we look at each other's lists to see, you know, what we might talk about on the episode. Do you? I'm asking Vince because I pretty much know the answer to Jason. Do you read things, Vince, during the week that don't make it to the list because you don't want to bring it to the show? Or are you actually listing everything you've read that week? No, the majority of stuff I don't even put on the list. Okay. Yeah. Because right. there, there are things with like, mm, no, I'm not. The, it, whether, I mean, I am totally enamored and have been for, for decades with Fred Perry's Gold Digger. I've told you this. Everybody knows yeah. this who listens to this. I don't bring it to the show because, number one, I don't want to explain 25 years of continuity. Every time I bring up a character, oh, this is this character, like Spelvis. This is Spelvis, and he was this, but before that, he was this. And the, like, so, There's so much continuity with Gold Digger. I could never even begin to assess the merits of the most recent issue without digging that big hole, right? So I don't talk about it. It's not yeah, you because were like that with fables because you didn't really want to share fables, until right? The very end. Well, no, yeah. no, I mean, but there's, I, I would assume that there's um, three, a million percent more people have read fables than than Gold Digger, right? Yeah, but I'm saying you you specifically avoided talking about fables all the time. You, but you that's for know. right. That's for a different reason. That's because I just found fables so wonderful and and just. No, but I mean that speaks to the conversation we're having. Is my point? Like, yeah. like there was a t- case where you did say, you know what, I'm just going to have something for me. Because obviously at the time, Fables was a very hot book. I mean, we did talk about it on the show. It was yeah. a, a top book for, for a lot of people's eyes, and, and you chose to let that just be something you wanted to enjoy yourself. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And and Gold Digger is, is my, my, my ongoing selfish uh, book. I, I probably will never, other than mentioning it in passing like this, that it's awesome and you should really read it, I, I will never get in-depth about Gold Digger, but just because it's too much heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. And, and y'all would be bored. Dap would See, humor now that's, me. Now that's, At, that, that's where I call foul because anytime I mention to you that I'm not going to talk about this because neither one of you might be into it or want to hear about it, you're like, who cares? You but he, bring no, it up. I, and that's true because you don't read things that are that niche as Gold Digger. I mean, I'm totally... Yeah, but, uh, wait a minute, though. You talk about lots of things that, that are very niche though. Like, I mean, uh, you know, an esoteric Japanese manga from... Well, Ito even is a little... But but you've talked about, like, far more esoteric things than than Gold Digger on the show. Right, but if I can... Pre- knowing that we've not only never read it, but we have no idea what you're talking about. Sure. And if I can present it in an easily digestible form, I'll do it. Right. But right. Gold Digger, there's that, that's like friggin' you know, Golden Corral. You're gonna go. You're gonna. I'm gonna present the information. You're gonna just consume way too much, and you're gonna feel like shit after I'm done. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm saying. I, I I adore it. I love it. But there's just way too many uh, dangly bits with Gold Digger. But anyway, that's my my selfish need. I I won't talk about it because I adore it and I love right, it. Right. And it, it's something everybody should read. But but just gonna you know you're gonna have to take my word for it. Mm-hmm. So yes, what do you guys feel about this question? Um, well, I, I mean, I, I don't want to cop out. I'll explain what I mean. But I mean, in a way, it's both tarnished and enhanced my experience mm-hmm. uh, at times. 
I mean, and part of that is just the longevity of the show, right? I mean, um, in the 13 years or so we've been doing this, my God, uh, a lot's happened in our lives, right? You know, outside of the show. And and part of my ability to enjoy comics is is also part of, like, the, the, the life balance I lead, where do I have time? Do I have other stresses that, you know, because if I'm super stressed or there's other stuff going on, it's it's actually, for me, at least hard for me to enjoy things like like just for comics, like I just I can't really concentrate on them. They're not like an escape in that way. Um, I need to be in a little bit better of a mindset, generally speaking, to just truly enjoy comics. Um, so there have definitely been times where it's felt like homework. But I will say that that I mean, again, I think we're really fortunate that if if this felt like homework more than it didn't, I don't think we'd we'd be doing the show this long. I, I like I I think. It's almost a given before we start to answer this question that it has to have enhanced more than it has tarnished because again we wouldn't keep doing it right like no, like no no grown ass person should continue to do something that they feel is tarnishing and you know there are a few questions in this group which uh, you know we likely won't get to either because um, we don't have time or, or because more more likely as Dap alluded in the thread that it's just better better stuff for a uh, off air drink conversation but. As you know, someone asked about like the the story about Chris and why he left, and and again, I feel like we've covered that before, including as Dap mentioned in, in episode seven hundred. But there really isn't much more to it than he lost his love for comics, or at least he lost his love for talking about comics in a scholarly, engaging way each week. That's really, I mean, at, at the heart of it. Again, we don't have to get it, but like at the heart of it, that's how I see it. And I always thought that if if we ever got to the point where any of us came on when we were chatting and said, you know what, I, this is just a slog. Like I just. I'm at a point I just never know what to talk about. Then, then I would say, hey, then either take a break or let's not do the show anymore. And I really do believe that. So, so I'm very uh, so I, so definitively, I I have I'm I've never been at that point. There are individual weeks in a annual cycle where, like, either because I'm just too busy or other shits happening, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But even then, I'm never really sweating it because I know that if it, it's never going to be a week where all three of us show up and don't know what we're going to talk about. Right. So if I got to just sit and be a fly on the wall and interject every now and then because I don't have anything I was super passionate about that week, it's cool because I know we're still going to have a great show. still going to be great talking to each other. I'm still going to have opinions or perspectives on some aspect of the conversation. And then y'all are going to riff on what y'all like. And so like it that that's all, all good. Now, it's funny because I have the opposite answer to you, Vince, on the second part of Davin's question, which is do you sometimes wish you weren't so critical? That's absolutely the case. Uh, absolutely. Because – I, I there are plenty of times where I do just read something and either like it or dislike it and don't necessarily have a strong um, interest or even feel as though I have a, an, a a dynamic enough take to bring it to the show. And part of that, again, isn't about the show. It's just about my time, right? I mean, in a perfect world, I could read 100 to 200 comics a week, right? Just sitting to read anything I wanted. There would always be a, just a full basket of stuff that you do want to talk about and the rest can go by the wayside. But so sometimes I don't wish I had to be as critical as we are. Um, like, but again, that's a transient thing. Most of the time I'm absolutely adore. And in fact, I would say where I was as a comic consumer starting this crazy journey versus where I am now is just so diametrically different. You know, I've made this point before. It's almost like I got like my comics PhD doing this show because when I think of the breadth of things that I have 
consumed and and part of that has been the idea of talking with y'all and discussing it and fleshing it out or just wanting to share it with other people i mean you know i i, I came into the show having read a lot of comics but probably like 10 percent of the window of available comics that were out there and now you know i'm more of a person who reads 80 to 90 percent of the stuff that's out there in terms of thematic or critically acclaimed or historical so it's just you know for me like it's been a massive net positive as a as a overall experience, it's definitely enhanced it. Um, but on the more like week to week, like every now and then, yeah, every now and then it's like, Oh Christ, I don't know what I'm going to talk about this week, but you know, luckily that's, that's few and far between for me. I think there's two versions of the word critical. Okay. Um, we, even when you read something for enjoyment, there is a process, an unspoken assessment of the art going on that is a critical approach to the work you you look at um the you know the uh, the composition the line weights the 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 uh um the color palette you know what i mean in your in your head at least in my head i it, it i'm not voicing it but i'm thinking oh okay elements of design balance repetition um uh this this, this split complementary going on here like blah 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 blah, blah. and and that is, you're critically assessing everything you experience, whether you're verbalizing it or not, whether you liked it or not, whether you're reading it for uh, enjoyment or you're reading it to bring to the show. This process goes on every time. Whereas I think this critical, uh, as used in, do you sometimes wish they weren't so critical, m is more of a, uh, let's call it, uh, job related critique meaning do do you wish that you weren't so critical in reading everything like you would have read it for the show i think that's where where the, there's there's a split going on here because you 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 critique everything you could critique everything you look at your your brain says oh, i like this glass right you don't say that in your brain in your mind but you know oh this is very pleasing to me or this is not pleasing to me it it's a, it's an animal instinct to critique things it's what what we do well i shouldn't say animal instinct it's a it's a higher organism instinct to to find merit or not in everything that we experience and then you decide and then you, you deliberate why why is this pleasing well blah, 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 and you go through the whole thing i i think that there's two critique criticals going on here but i could be wrong mm -hmm. you drink a beer hmm this is pleasing to me or man god this tastes like shit why right so uh, go ahead that <laughs> <laughs> um no, first of all, yeah, if um, if it ever felt like homework, uh, if it ever felt like a chore that, okay, I got to make sure I read. I mean, I enjoy seeing who gets what, what gets on the book of the month and if, if, if something is good. And I'm looking forward to reading it. You know, whatever happens, happens. But I'm not going to go out of my way and pick up a book knowing that, you know, I'm not in the mood for this because now I'm already in that mindset. And if if I don't think I'm going to enjoy something. I'm not going to sit down and then try to talk about it. On the show. I mean, I may be surprised, and if that's the case, then yeah, then then that's something to 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 bring to the table. But I don't want everything I I read, you know, are things off my pull list, things that I've ordered, things that I found, and 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 I wanted to give them a shot. So I always look. I'm always reading something that I expect 
I'll talk about on the podcast. It's I, I don't necessarily. I mean, unless you guys can correct me when we better to show or something at a con, and and if I pick something up, I don't think I've ever said, "Oh, this will make for a good episode topic." It, it's you know, I'm buying things that I want to read, and if I enjoy them, that's something I can talk about on the show because I never really read something and then go, "I wasn't feeling this," and then no, because there are things that we've read thanks to image previews and whatnot where if we're not feeling it, we just you know. We've never wanted to bring up something and talk about it negatively. We always try to focus on the positive. So we're never going to talk about things. Exactly. You know, we're not trying to drag anybody. So if I didn't enjoy something, I could hear about it. So um, Uh, what's gained in doing that? Like uh, on the rare instances where I've I've listened to podcasts and they just totally try something. What did you get out of that? I know. I mean, on one hand, I'm like, okay, so if, if our views usually align with something, then I appreciate you letting me know you didn't enjoy it. Chances are I won't. But that's really kind of all you need to say. I mean, you may want to go into it and go, okay, the art, I wasn't feeling it. or And even we do that. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about, listen, you know, the, 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 I really dug the story. There were some misses with some of the panel layouts. Or I didn't like the way they drew faces. I, but that's, we're not, we're not trying to tear anyone to shreds doing that. Um, I, I, so again, I'll read things with the intent that I'm going to enjoy them. Therefore, if I'm finding any positives in it, I'd like to be able to talk about it on the show because I mean, now it's different before with the commute and, and the time I'd, I'd, I'd spend at home, I couldn't always find time to say, Oh, I'm going to sit down and read for an hour, hour and a half tonight. And this way I can try to build up things to talk about on the podcast that never really happened. So when I do find moments where I can sit down and read things, I'm hoping to get something out of it. Therefore I'm going to bring it to the show. I don't, I do not view myself. It's weird. I don't view myself as a comic critic. I, I even even reviewer is kind of sometimes a, a, a term I kind of I don't take issue with, but it, it's weird. Yeah, I guess we are, but it's also it's one of those things where it's like I'm just I'm a comic book reader. I've always been a fan, and I'm just talking about what I've enjoyed and and trying to express that enjoyment. But uh, at the end of the day, I guess yeah, it, this is. We're comic book reviewers, and um, well, you got to put a label on something. Everybody wants that label. I know, but yeah. I wouldn't. I, 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 a critic to me is somebody who, who's a professional and 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 you know is is a is, is learned in that environment. And I'm not saying you know all food critics are you know went to Culinary Institute or anything, but they they know what they're talking about. So um, I I know and and what pleases my eye isn't necessarily going to do the same thing for everybody else. So it's art is more subjective than, than anything else. But, um, I don't, I really don't know how, I don't think it, I, I don't think me talking about comic books on the show has, has tarnished my love of comics, whether I was doing the show or not, I'd still be reading comic books and, and getting enjoyment out of it, or at least looking to get enjoyment out of it. Um, do I sometimes wish I weren't so critical? Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't when I when I read things, I'm still reading my comic books. I think I, I'd like to think with the same perspective I always have, and I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna read, and because if I'm not if I'm not feeling it, then then that's fine. Then that gets that gets put away. You know, Green Lantern New Fifty Two out. You know, Miller taking on Fantastic Four. I'm done. You know, there are just certain things where I'm like, 
this I'm, I'm not enjoying this. So it's not because I'm trying to be, I'm not trying to be critical of something. I'm not trying to look at it and go, well, this, I, I can't talk about this on the show because I'm not enjoying it. I'm just, I'm still going to just kind of read what, what I'm into. I, I don't, um, I'm not sure if I can really answer the second part uh, of Davin's questions, but yeah, I think I, it, it's being a reviewer because I'm, I'm doing this show with you two. That's, enhance my love of comics because i know i can talk about things with you guys i can hear things from you guys that that i can appreciate and and we're of like mind so being able to vocalize and 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 share with with you guys and the listeners that's that's definitely been an enhancement see that's what i'm saying and that's why i think both you are well more jason than you are full of shit when you say, well, you know, if, if I came to the table and it felt like a chore, I would just not do it anymore. And that's, that's great to say that, but we've, we've progressed to a point where all three of us are not only extremely good friends, but we're, we're like brothers and family. So to say that, you know, I wouldn't do it anymore. That's a load of hoo-ha because you would do it because, because family just doesn't walk away. Right. <laughs> And and if you're feeling some kind of way a certain week, chances are really good the next week you're not going to feel that way. Yes, I think right. And 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 so 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 to clean it up or to clarify, if if I got my DCBS box and was like, well, here's another box of shit I'm not going to read anytime soon. It's oh. it's like knowing that <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm knowing that. Listen, I got to get through this because I got to. It, it's like you know when your term papers do. It's it's I I have to make sure. I finished reading this book because we're talking about it next week. And and that's I don't I don't want pressure from it. That, that that's kind of what I mean by a chore. I'm not looking at it going, right, oh, let me turn this Sometimes that again. does happen, right? right? I mean, it, it's inevitable. Um but I I think no, it's No, but let's be let's be clear though. I mean, I I'm not talking about again, we've already established like every now and then that happens you just you just go with the flow. I'm saying, but I and I stand by this. I absolutely mean it. If 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 ever not only for me by the way, but if I if we were doing the show and for a few months, it just felt like, even not just on my own, but like one of you just were just not having fun. You just weren't vibing. I would, we would have a conversation, and and I'd yeah. be like, listen, if this isn't fun anymore, like if you're not enjoying it, then we shouldn't do it. And like I think that's a pact we've always had. Like like it I, is, it is. But and and I I mean and, and again, I'm like you said, it's bull- like it's not bullshit. Like I don't think it'll happen. I mean, because again, we've been at this for thirteen. Years, that's my saying, point. That's my point. Yeah, I don't but, think but it'll I'm happen. Saying, but it could happen. Like it, like yeah. like we're, the world changes. I mean, there's entirely possible that at some point, for some reason, whether it be our careers change or your hours, whatever, like whatever happens, or like God, for, you know, like like we might be like comics just don't. You know, there is the possibility that comics don't mean as much to us or our enjoyment of them doesn't mean as much to us at some point. Now, again, we're old and we've been doing this a long time and, like, I, I just don't think that's likely. But, yeah, absolutely. Like, I guess for me at this point, you know, we're all at a point in our lives I would hope where life's too short, right? Like, you should never commit to something other than something you need to do because you have responsibility to, you know, feed and protect your family, uh, that you you don't love. I mean, you know, it's the same thing with the with the football guy stuff. Like, there are times, especially during when I'm pulling, you know, sixteen, eighteen hour days because I'm writing after work. You know, that I'm like, why do I do this? Like, what do I? I don't, you know, I don't need them. But but ultimately, I do it because I love it. And I love the 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 analytical challenge of it. And I love the 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 feedback and the and the 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 collaborative nature of it. It's so. But same thing there. Like, but if I ever got to the point where I was just like this sucks. Like I hate doing this. I would just stop doing it. Like, you know, like that, 
And it would be the same here. Now, now that's not saying, do I think that's likely to happen? No, I don't think that's likely to happen. But, but I would call your bullshit on that for both of you. Like, I, if I thought you were bringing a lot of negativity to the show and and we weren't, you know, we weren't getting your best self, I would hope that we would say to each other, like, yo, dude, like, what's going on? It doesn't feel like you're you're in love with yeah. either the show or the medium anymore. Which, right? which we've done. I mean, but it's, that's it's, exactly it's my point. Yeah, it's, it's actually yeah. happened. Yeah. My point is that the relationship we three have would push you through that member be better. I get right. you. Would push you. Well, so I guess maybe that's where we disagree in the sense that, like, I would I would not view our showing up to do this show at at this point as being the requisite component of our friendships. Like, I again, I would hope that if one of you or me, for whatever reason being it legit, said, I just can't or don't want to do a show every week anymore, that wouldn't be like, well, then go fuck yourself. Again, it's different than, like, just saying I'm out. But if we sat down and said, like, this is the reasons why, and I just, I need, you know, I would hope that would be, like, totally understandable. Like, and be like, all right, yeah, I get it. Like, and, and you guys are my friends. Yes, we became friends because of the show, but like Christ, I would hope we're not friends only because of the show. And I know you're not saying that, but I'm saying no. like, like at this point, like, well, like the show is a great way to continue to connect with y'all. But, but again, like if for some reason one of you either needed to be or wanted to be out, I would it wouldn't end our friendship. True, but won't happen because not expecting it to happen. Right. <laughs> Let's move on. Damn, Let's do it. Davin, you oh. ruined everything. But it was the best question. It was the best. In theory, it was the best. Now I'm feeling some kind of way. In theory. Oh, I've got an execution. I went in like, I'm going out like. Seriously. Okay. Um, I'm going to murderize him. And then T. Thomas said um, in uh, the spirit of episode 700 and looking forward, what are the chances that a permanent fourth host gets added to the show down the road? And listen, we, we joke a lot. Uh, and and I, I'm really am curious to hear your answers because we didn't discuss this before the show. But I mean, I would put it at 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 zero percent chance because I I think permanent again, like and, and to me, the analogy here is like the Howard Stern show. I, I, I'm not saying nor certainly I, it'd be very nice to be a fraction of as popular as Howard Stern. But what I'm saying is when when Howard, you know, changed from Jackie he originally said, I'm not sure we're going to have a new person in that seat. And then for a while they didn't. They had a roving group of people. And then they they met Artie, Artie Lang. And then Artie became the permanent spot there for nearly a decade. Uh, and then Artie had a bunch of demons and, and, and left the show in a very uh, sad way. And, and, they, he, and then Howard said, I'm never like, like, we'll always have people in that spot adding to the show. But I'm, I'm never like that spot's retired. You know, we're not. And I. I mean, I know we joke like most recently. Obviously, we 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 love Tony, and we talk about Vince. So let's get Tony and uh, like I, I I love Tony, and and I love a lot of our other regular co-hosts. But like a permanent, like I don't know, like because also like I think that the commitment, like that is a non-trivial commitment to get someone to sign on for, right? Like like I mean, you know, we we have adjusted and and adapted our lives to where this is a priority, no matter what else is going on in our in our lives. We know that uh, we're showing up here most weeks to to and are committed to it to each other, right? It's you know and, and, and on vacations, yeah. No, all right, but I'm saying, but like, but I mean, as a thing, like it's a thing we do. We take just like with our jobs, we yes. take a vacation, sure. Yes. But like this is like this is not a oh I don't I, this, we don't this is not an optional thing. Like we don't blow this off for dinner, even with our you know with our wives or our kids. We you know we're like hey we're recording tonight. Um, yeah. So for me, the answer is zero percent. But I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Um. 
it's I'm 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 glad you said that because I would have felt really bad being the one to open with that. It it is it's and and I'm coming at this from we started off as a foursome because the four of us were and and yes I'm going to include Jason in this the four of us were were were, were close or we knew each other or, not, or at least I didn't know Jason as well as Vince did but we knew each other and we were comfortable doing that now 13 years later we we've made friends and we know people but to bring some, it, it we're not I I don't know if that person would always maybe feel I don't think they'd be treated as an outsider, but they it, it's it's different than when you weren't there from the beginning. I absolutely love Tony. If Tony was on once a month, every so it, it's great because he has he basically is you know at, at least once every couple months we give Tony a call lately, and that's great. And and I love Tony, and and Tony's got his own life, so it's not like I'm not expecting Tony to be like, oh, I'm waiting for that call. But I I think we are we we're just. It's one of those things where because we don't, um, and it's weird. Tony's also in the industry. We're not. We're still. We, we we're, we're fans of the hobby, and and we take advantage of of what the podcast does as far as conventions and things like that. But um, you know, Tony would be the pro, and and I don't know because the Tom King used to be on a podcast. You know, Scotty Young used to be on a podcast, and once once you become a professional, you kind of have to put the fun stuff away, I guess I'll say. So um, I don't, and I, and I know we, we, we think of Tony when we think of a permanent fourth, but um, no, I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm echoing Jason on this. I never, it, I, I didn't, I don't think I've given any thought to ever say anybody we've ever chatted with on the show. I don't think in the back of my mind, I, I never thought. I can see this being a weekly thing. I it it's never it's never occurred to me. Okay, let's move on then. Okay then. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Vince is like, damn, I was gonna prepare yeah, this. I, <laughs> I gotta express that off the list. <laughs> no, you know, I, I obviously feel feel differently from both of you because okay. um I love Tony. I think if there's obviously I have a short list of people I would consider. Uh-huh. And our relationships all started out being friends or or we met, we grew to be friends. Uh, some of them have been on with us in the past, but um, I just think Tony fits very well. And, oh, and I, I don't disagree with that. No. I go so far as to say that, that, that like when specifically put, put to this question, yeah, I mean, I think Tony would be on a very short list and probably at the top of people I'd say like if we, if we were, going to try a fourth like the absolutely and he and obviously this is all presuming these people we asked would be interested uh you know but sure but, which is a giant presumption but go ahead right but i mean the question was would you consider a fourth right mm-hmm. i would okay. I, I i believe um everything's open i mean why why wouldn't you consider a fourth if if tony was on every uh third week but and and pe- I'm just saying a permanent fourth. No, yeah. but what I'm saying is, if Tony was on every third week, and people were like, "Tony just fits in really well with you guys," like, sure. I mean, we already know that. But yes, if, yeah. if if the response was there, and, I, and I'm not saying that I'm such a whore that I would open up the third, the fourth chair just because we're getting feedback and and response. But if if the people 
listeners it would be something to consider. Absolutely. Well, and, oh yeah. There's two other factors that 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 go into this for me. For me, one I think you you we both can speak on related to the other probably not so much. Um, the one that I don't think you guys would have as much perspective on because neither of you admittedly listen to anywhere near as many podcasts, much less comics podcasts as I do. Um, I can just off as we're sitting here having this conversation, I can think of a bunch of different podcasts that have either lost a key member uh, and replaced them or just, you know, added someone. And almost every one I'm thinking of, I either liked the the changes less or just stopped listening. Yeah. Like, and again, like, I mean, I'm not, this is not to cast aspersions, but you know, I was a religious, I fanboy listener. I still love Josh and Connor. I mean, they're great dudes. I don't listen. to I fanboy anymore. Ron left the show, you know, for me, the, the, the magic of that show is the three of them, you know? Yeah. Um, same thing with, with, again, we, we all, in many ways, we've talked about this a million times. We all kind of came from the, the, the flowering, you know, bud of, uh, of the CGS community. And, I mean, CGS still exists, and like much, much love to the folks that are still doing it. But, but I mean, for me, the show got progressively less interesting because you know Peter left, right, and then and then Deemer left, and it's like you know, and 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 I admittedly for that show, like I stuck around for a while after they left, but it just wasn't the same. And, and I'm not right. saying what they're doing now or who's on it now is bad. Like, please, I don't want anyone like you know at, at me about this. I'm, I'm not saying like it's not still a really good show, but just for me. I think just like many of our listeners, the reason I was on that show or into that show is because I felt a chemistry with those guys, a connection. Their 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 relationships with each other, their personal like their lives, their journey. So when it left, it's like ah, it's just not the same. So I'm going to move on. So so I, I think about that, and then the the part I think you would appreciate and can can acknowledge is that, um, <laughs> you know, we joke about it, but 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 it it, it does seem from an evidential standpoint that, um our least popular episodes and as much as, as, as we want to draw out of the sand are when we have other people on the show. Um, now I, I don't think that's as quite true like when we have friends on the show. So like a Tony or a Mario or a Scotty, but, but like when we have big guests and we're super juiced about it cause they're big industry gets and we're like, Oh man, you know, most people are like, eh, I'm gonna skip this one. Like, yeah. you know, and, and of course there's a subset of people and there's many people that don't regularly listen to our show that may come to the show that week because of that. But like in terms of our core audience, the ones that have been repping with us for a decade plus, like most of them will say to us when we're having drinks, right? Or a Zoom call, be like, ah, you know, like you guys are really good interviewers, but it's, it's not as much, I'm, I'm, I'm more right. interested when you guys are talking. And it's like, yeah. and that baffles me, like, cause I love yeah. interviewing and I, I really do think we're, we're pretty good at it. But but the but if I'm if I'm being fair, we get way more comments like that than oh I'm so glad I wish you did three interviews a week a month you know yeah which is crazy to me the guy that doesn't like the DVD extras loves to interview like right what (laughs) (laughs) okay well the difference is is that I'm I'm just reading like the DVD extras are me just reading about someone else's process me interviewing someone is 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 me engaging in a process sure but you are the DVD extra the interview is the same as the the director commentary no, not at all though be, because i i'm participating in the in the in the process of oh I, exactly right but the the person that's participating on the the extras on the dvd is you but not you right oh, so but again like i but i'm more than i'm more than ha- i would be more than happy to ask questions that would be published in a DVD extra. Like uh, I, I just it. don't want to watch them passively. Yeah, you're just say. selfish. Um, and I, I, but, I, I get that. I, I think, and, and definitely correct me, Vince. If, if I um, won't, I, I think part of a reason why Vince wouldn't 
mind having a fourth is that it's another voice. It's someone off. It's oh someone yeah, else to play off of. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it, it it eliminates us bringing more to the table. It's just something that now we exactly. See, there's people behind the scenes. Dap gets pissed at me because whenever <laughs> Jason takes a week off, I say to Dap, "Who are we getting?" And Dap's right. like, "What the fuck? Why do we got to right. get somebody? Why can't I we just have me just, and you?" And right. I tell him all the time, "Why should we work a third harder?" Yes, I no, love. Right. I love you. Right. I love talking to you. I know. I know. I, I would talk to you twelve hours straight if we were in the same room. But for entertainment, for the consumption yeah. of the listener, why the hell should we work a third harder when we could just it's bring me a while to get to that? Yeah, I, I get it. And it has nothing to do with your ability or your perceived thoughts that i think that you're not at a certain like this is ridiculous i don't even want to talk about it but i I mean it's just that why should you run uh you know 20 miles when you can get the same loss of calories if you run 10 i'm just saying Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but just to cap it all off for the the fourth chair you said vince is okay with the fourth chair if it's a member of a very short list with tony being at the top I think yes. I th- and and Tony punches all the the right buttons. One hundred percent. He's a very good person. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I I, yeah. I would yeah, trust I don't him. Want this to turn into a soliloquy on, on no, on but I'm just saying. Tony forgot right. Exactly. I, that, that's not. But the reason why I'm open to it is because he's the rare instance where I I respect his intelligence. He has a, a wealth of information buried in that freaking weird brain, and he's a very very good person. And I would I would I would open my house to Tony. And at the exp- oh, sure. at the at the expense of like most other people. So, yeah. sh- would we have a fourth chair if Tony wanted to do it? And you guys were willing, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Okay, yeah. There is, by the way, I was just thinking there is one big exception to what I was just saying about podcasts because actually the No Apologies crew have rotated over the years, and most notably adding Gil, and that's been all great. So, so there's a case where it actually works. So, sure, why would you not add Gil? I mean, seriously. Yeah, but but like you know, again, but I was also friends with those dudes. You know, right. that's I view that kind of differently because they're like our buddies. But um, yeah, that okay, cool. Well, there you go. There you go, Dap. You got a question there? Um, yeah, I mean, I have. I I, I found a couple, but um, since everything we've asked so far kind of um, brought us to some dark or or, or, or not completely positive areas, I'm, I found one that um, can kind of bring it back up. Uh, it's also from T. Thomas, and he asks. Do you have any interests that you enjoy more than comics? And and for Jason, he asked if it was football. For Vince, if he asked if it was music. For me, he asked if it was cooking and baking. So we'll go in that order. Jason, do you? No, no. I mean, um, I certainly can't sit here and tell you that I'm not also incredibly passionate about football and more important. I mean, more specifically, fantasy football for sure. I mean, I spend an inordinate amount of my time writing about it and participating in that hobby too. So I do love it very much, but, but, and I think I've probably been asked this before on the show over the years, if I had to choose just because the, you know, Mephisto has opened up a, a, a in is sitting in my room and he says, uh, your family's going to be eternally damned. If you don't give up one or the other, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking football to the curb and never looking back. I mean, I, I comics have, I've loved comics before I was a sports fan and, um, yeah, no. So, so no. The answer, long, long-winded way of saying no. I, there are, I do have other passions for sure that most people would probably say are obsessions in their own rights, but, but nothing that, uh, nothing that would supersede comics. No. Okay. 
Vince? I was doing behind the scenes things. What was the question again? <laughs> wow. No, I'm not dude. being a jerk. I, hey, you know, this it's train fine. needs Shout to roll. Baby. Dude, you, he's, he's, he's paring away the gallery since, you know, we haven't talked about any comments. I was going to say. Yes. Seriously. Do, do, you, <laughs> do you have <laughs> any interests that you enjoy more than comics? And he asked you, perhaps, maybe music. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna catch hell for this. Uh oh. Yeah. I Sam. love I love sound more than anything. I oh man. I do. I I, I mean I I'm uh, visual art it makes my blood pump, but sound does something to me that's on a whole different level. This, okay, I'm I'm going to sidestep this for a second, and I know I wanted to try to bring it back up but but this may be dark no it's no darkness i've, I've thought about this off and on over the years um because as you get older and as things you know you look up dr google and shit you know you start to worry about things but what and i realized that of most if, if any of us lost any of our senses we probably couldn't do the show but uh with the exception of smell but is there are is is there a sense that you would hate to lose more than any other. Oh yeah, take I, I would offer up my sight if I could keep my hearing in a second. Okay. Yeah. Jason. And we we've said this before. Yeah. Uh, we went into this on the. I, the there's. Uh, I just want to explain. The, there's. I love. Well, obviously, I don't have to profess this. Everybody knows I love visual art, but mm-hmm. sound. You can't tell me. Uh, t- all right, I won't say that. There, there is not a single comic book ever produced that does to my brain what Miles Davis's Bitches Brew does. There's nothing that's ever been printed that affects my being like Bitches Brew. It's just a fact. Or, or um, Hot Rats. <laughs> nothing comes close to Grand Wazoo to do something to my mind to make me feel things and enter different areas of experience like sound. I love commanding number nine, but it does not do what any of that stuff does. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not, it's on an unspoken level. I can't tell you why those things mean so much to me. That's what I love about sound that it's an unspoken, untranslatable feeling that I get from, Music, I shouldn't say music. Sound. I like a lot of weird shit. So, yeah. so sound does things to my brain that visual art can't even compete with. And I think I, I think that's even more personal. Yes. Than any, I mean, I can understand why that would well, move you to say that because that. I mean, everybody can look at the same piece of art. You're all looking at the same type of lines, but you're all going to get something different out of it, perhaps. But but it's still the same drawing, no matter who's looking at it. With sound. Yes, what you hear, how it affects you. Yeah, I can see that. I don't yeah. think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. I, I think visual art is the same. Uh, uh, d- deciphering visual art is the same as deciphering sound. Whatever your brain does when it experiences visual art is along the same lines as sound. It's all subjective. Everything's subjective. Sure. Right? No, I get that. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that um, emotionally – Zappa playing a solo while on the same level as Jack Kirby drawing an image 
I got to lean towards Frank. That's all I'm saying. Like this, just uh, the emotional quotient to, to sound is, is much greater for me than visual art. I make no apologies for it. No, nor should you. No. I think that, that, that's but the, I mean, if you were going to have a music podcast, it'd be a total waste of time to, to review, uh, again, Martin Mull, Dancing About Architecture. How the frig do you put into words what Peaches and Regalia does for your brain? You, there's no way that you could, you could say, yeah, I love the part when it goes, like that's, that's, it, it's, it's almost gibberish. The, you cannot translate sound to right. words. Maybe. That's what okay. I love about it. That I'm. This is mine. The the feelings that I get from Peaches and Regalia. That's all me, baby. And I'm never going to be able to translate it into any kind of way that you can understand. Of course, it's a great song. It's probably the greatest song ever written, in my opinion. Why? I don't know. And I'm not going to be begin to tell you. And that that's okay. So I'm the selfish bastard. Not this, is, this is this is the A point two. ABV talking and that that is what I mean you just saying that extending your thoughts on that is what I mean about it being more personal so that yes yes so okay but because everybody can look at a page and say yeah I, I I see where he's drawing this and again you'll still get something out of it but everybody's visually everybody can look at that page and see the same same line work how you feel about about sound is that's, well, there's more analogs in visual art than there is in in audio right, art. Right, you can look at a at an image and say, "Oh, hand," but if you're listening right. to "Ride of the Valkyries," it's all abstract. Sound is you know, it's all abstract pulses and 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 vibration. And, and also, think, yes, I mean, yeah. it, it's arousing. Yeah. You know, you get the mental images of these these warrior women on flying steeds dun, 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 dun. like okay we get it but that's only because you were told by the title what this song means i think and i treat hearing differently than than, than i would treat sight so if uh, unless you're colorblind obviously but if, if you're looking at at a line that makes up a hand mm-hmm. no matter your eyesight I mean, unless it's getting blurry, but but you pretty much can see the hand. There, are pe- people get a loss of hearing or 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 tinnitus, whatever you want to say. You may pick up on 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 a slight hum from a bass, or 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 the cymbals start to to shimmer before someone else might, and 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 so your oh man, your the bass, audible. the fucking bass drum shimmering. Because the amplifier is too close to, oh my god! Right, but like, other people I, might not, or because I mean, you're you're a vinyl fan, so someone else, you know, P3s, VBR, whatever, they might, you might lose something. So, I I, I view them as different, but I didn't want to. Again, though, I'm, I've, I've been drinking, so you know, my favorite, one of my favorite sounds in the world is a brush on a snare drum. Oh shit! Really? Oh my god! Like, I just love that sound. And why? I couldn't begin to tell you. But it just makes me feel, it makes me feel alive, I guess. That's the closest I can, I can approximate what's going on in my head when, when uh, a, a really cracked drummer just tickles that shh with the, oh, it's wonderful. I'm sorry. I'm, I realize I'm very annoying this episode, and I apologize don't, to don't. anybody in advance. I, but I will fight anybody who says you are, but... Um... 
I just like I think like the, I love episodes like this that the the state of the union has pushed us into an explore an area an area of exploration where there's no there's no 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 net we're just having fun and and again to everyone who has not if this is your first episode it's not usually like this <laughs> yeah like at all but that's the great thing about it where we can we the the format or lack thereof of our show allows for things like this to happen. That's be, that's beautiful. There's beauty in that. So, so you know, Jason's full. Jason. Of, I get, yeah. Where is he? <laughs> I'm right here, dog. Hi. I'm, I'm listening uh, to you, little snare drum love. It's all good. <laughs> what uh, what sense would you hate losing the most? Oh, I thought I thought your question. See, I see it's been so long since you asked the question. I forgot it was. I thought your question was which would we which would we most be okay with giving up? <laughs> um, yeah, okay, same thing. I guess. Well, no, it's not because I mean I would I would absolutely give up my sense yeah. of smell easily. Like I wouldn't even think twice about it. It would be. Oh wait, we so. could give up smell. No, oh, see, five I, senses. I, I meant I mean yeah, I said five <laughs> senses, but I mean specific. I my thought was specifically for the podcast. Obviously, if you oh, oh, yeah. lost, if you couldn't be if you weren't able to speak. You know, it'd be a very <laughs> we wouldn't get far. I can't um, taste nothing. See. I want to die. I'm not doing the show anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, on a, I guess because I'm like I'm a I'm pragmatic of of nothing else. I'd I'd want to give up if I had to give up hearing or sight. I'd give up hearing because far more far easier to function in life without your hearing than you can you can without sight. So, okay. I mean, either would suck. But I mean, I I, I just I I think it's it's. No, no disrespect to people that have significant hearing issues, but I, I, I think having known people with lack of sight and and those that are that are deaf, I, I think being deaf functionally in society is a much easier thing than than having complete loss of sight. So, which is true. Yeah, yeah he's got to yeah. look at it all logically yeah. and shit. But I don't think I, I don't think it was a, a question based on logic. Well, no, either either one would suck. I mean, I like I don't. Know, there's no right. An, there's no good answer there. It's like I mean, the, the reason we're, we're we're who's not a sensory person, especially if you're into the arts, right? So yeah, I oh, man, I I I keep going back and forth. I'd hate it. Wouldn't I? I'd hate to lose. Um, I'd hate to lose my sight. Um. Just because I love looking at things, but um, but yeah, the, the losing my hearing, I think it's weird because because I'm fine with vibrations like when you're at a concert or you're listening to music and it's loud enough and and um, I, I can you know there's you can when I'm at work I'm I'm usually tapping my hands on the desk I mean I'm usually doing things where I'm 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 aware of. Not to get all daredevil-y, but it's like I, I kind of, I'm just I'm used to hearing things, and um, I've kind of, I guess, gotten used to that. It, it's I, I, but I, yeah, I, I gotta call. You mentioned bull, daredevil. I gotta call bullshit on his. Oh, just a beautiful, piece, beautiful piece of music because I can feel the vibrations. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. You, you you can't hear, so there's no way that you can no, he appreciate. Can't hear. You just can't see the orchestra. It's... Well, I'm just saying, if his sight were, you know what I mean, like, right. I can I can tell I can tell the way the salsa dancer is moving because of of yes. vibrations in the wind. Yeah, the okay, right. all right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like she's yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. You can't even see her. Dude. <laughs> You see, you see Zipatone. That's not an approximation. 
yeah, I'd probably, I'd, I'd, um, fuck. I think, I, I think I would. No, I, I, I would probably be okay with giving up my hearing. It, it sucks to say, mm. but I, I need, I, my, whether I'm, whether I'm cooking, which is, and, and to get back to the question at hand, I, like you guys, well, no, like Jason, um, I don't think anything moves me as much as my love. I mean, I do. I do love spending time in the kitchen. I, I I love making, I love preparing food. I love making food that um, that other people will enjoy. And and I usually, my wife will give me shit, and and I'll ask you know how it is after she's pretty much already cleaned half the plate before I even sit down. It's like you know I guess it's okay then, but I don't. I'm not trying to compare whatever I'm making to anything we might get at a restaurant. I just want to know. Tell me how it is because I may have gone overboard on the salt i might not have you know i just I, I i need feedback is what i'm i don't okay yeah you're enjoying it that's cool and all but i i, I kind of need something a little bit more technical than that but i enjoy you care so much i just i you because do. i want to i just i want it to a i want to be able to replicate it and and that's something True. i need to get in the habit of doing is that because because everything i've been making lately whether i'm just been winging it with with dinner or whatever i've been baking i i I don't run anything down. I kind of go by recipes and I kind of go by the weight and feel. And, and it's like, Jason will get this because it's like, you know, something Paul Hollywood has always said. It's like, you want to, I don't use a stick. I don't use the stand mixer when I'm making my bread, when I'm doing anything with dough, whether I'm making pasta, whether I'm making bread, because you need to feel it. And, and, and I've gotten to the fat, I've gotten to the point where I know how much water to add now, depending on the flour I'm using, because I just know what it's going to be like. So, I, I've kind of gotten into routines, but I haven't really written many things down as far as to making sure I can do it again um, without winging it. But yeah, I do. You're, yes, Vince, I, I do care. Um, no, you do. Because you I want to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm doing it right and I don't want to. Well, what is right? But no, you, I, I don't. you care what people think. You do. You You very much do. You always evident. There's always evidence in your comments that you give a shit about what people think. And if I cooked for somebody and they're just like, eh, I'd be like, well, shut the fuck up. You didn't cook it in the first place. You're eating it. So whatever. You don't like it? Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you would never say that. No, I wouldn't. But that's, No, you wouldn't. If I, but if, if, if I lost my sight, it'd be very hard for me to work, make gotcha. my way around. Gotcha. All right. Uh, my, so, question, my second question. Uh-huh. Was from Brian N. And this is kind of funny, but he knows me well. And he asks, why do I hate Storm so much? Because <laughs> you're racist. Nah, there's nothing I was to say hashtag racist. But I nah, I don't care what color Storm is. Um, because she was always the part. Uh, whenever she appeared in 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 the long run of X-Men that I read... She was always so maudlin. And, oh, goddess. Like, and, and, and she would be so weepy and so emotional. And it's like, oh, please, really? I want, I'm, I'm buying a book about mutants. And, and you're, you're tied to a dude who could turn technology into anything. Right? And you're so freaking weepy. I want to watch Forge make a big honking gun and, you know what I mean? Like, shoot the marauders. And you're just like, with the hand on the head, ah. And that's why I don't like Storm. It's just because she's so freaking emotional and so maudlin. I, whatever. 
She's not my favorite character. She's incredibly powerful and never uses it. If you could, if you control the weather, you could, in a sense, destroy the entire planet, right? It's yeah. it's it's like if you controlled magnetism, there's a big chance that you can you can you can destroy the entire planet. Magneto's a threat. Storm is just like uh, I'm gonna make it rain for my buddies because they, they because they just planted seeds. So I'm gonna make it make it rain. I love them so much. Making it rain. That should make her jason's favorite mutant character nah i just i've never <laughs> connect i've never connected with with storm at all ever and you know i've connected with kitty kitty's female right so it's nothing you gotta think for jews I'm it right has here. nothing to do with 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 gender or color i just as a character as a person i grew up on the streets of cairo and i had a rob to to to, to feed <laughs> like myself like whatever like can't avoid uh busting on gambit anytime gambit's name comes up oh my god yeah well yeah gambit sucks too he does but he really that's does. crazy talk he does dude he's <laughs> i i i energize playing cards that's your stick really oh. You got a headband. Who wears headbands? Thank you, nineties. Yeah, no. Uh, well, that was obviously a Vince question. Yeah, you know, I just don't like. I, have to on I, I have really no reason. It's just that she seemed like the speed bump in every Claremont issue of of X Men. That just Storm would just mm. launch into this long. What about when she got the Mohawk and became the leader of the Morlocks? That that didn't do anything. I always rooted for Callisto. Damn, it's rough. Yeah, that is rough. She didn't believe. She didn't belong there. She was. She went to to Hot Topic, got a vest and a, and a weird haircut, and she thought she was punk, and she's not. Uh, she's not punk. No, you're not punk. Callisto got one friggin' eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's punk. I'm fucking drunk. Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, what else do we have? I mean, sure, you guys have questions. Oof. Um. Yeah, this is. They're going back to the dark place. This is from Darren. Biggest comics-related regret, whether it is a book or collection you sold, a page you didn't buy, a creator you didn't meet, etc. My regret is the one that's always the same for me since 1990-something. Uh, hasn't been topped. I hope it never is. And And that's when I had to... I had to leave Mount Vernon. I, I, I had to move out of the apartment I was in, moved to um, left Westchester County, moved to Dutchess County, and I had to leave um, four. It's I, I try to bl- I, I seriously I, I try to just black it out. It was either it, it was it, it was at least five long boxes of um, of my collection, which included some of. Um, the hard traveling heroes issues, um, and and some Grendels and and I mean it's just it was a bunch of shit. But um, I left them. Hopefully, I just keep thinking that you know the superintendent's grandkids got some use out of them and they didn't just um, go away. And 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 yeah, that that's part of what I'm trying to reclaim when um, when we're at cons and and uh, so my. The the dark cloud over me is having to walk away because I, I packed up the U. There, there was absolute. I was so fucking pissed. There was no room in the U-Haul. There was no room in the fucking little little Geo Storm. There was no room in in any of the vehicles we were driving to take these fucking boxes. And that was the last night. Couldn't come back 
and and it just it it it's still I I I I I hate fucking thinking about it. But yeah, it's not it's not a page of art. It's nothing I didn't I I didn't you know think about at the end of a convention weekend. Say you know I should have bought that. It's not uh, it's not anything like that. It's it's having to to leave behind a collection. Like, was there a couch? Did you take a couch? Like, why did you just leave a couch? <laughs> Instead of no, like, like fuck a couch. Had, I know, I know. It was we didn't even have a couch. I had a fucking at a futon. I was so one of us could sleep. It wasn't oh. even. It was just. It was fucking ridiculous, man. I. I, I, I wish I could I get them back for you. Mattress on a bed. There was the there was one yeah. question in there. Like, what would you if there was one thing you could do for the other guys on the show? Something like that. What would you wish to do to make your lives better? And I, as soon as I I read it, I thought, okay, I would make Dap. I would erase that moment where Dap had to leave all his shit all those years ago. And uh, I will, I won't tell you the Jason. I'll tell you the Jason one off air because I don't want to, I don't know. I don't want you to get all the clamped. Oh, oh, okay. um, uh, I'm trying to think, I mean, I guess honestly, the, I mean, the only, I don't feel like I have a, like a, a major regret. Cause I, no regrets. I, I mean, I haven't ever sold anything that I've I've bought um, either art or comics. Um, but I think the thing that I do regret, and it's not like it doesn't keep me up at night, it doesn't cause me emotional pain like like Dap's experience, but is just everything I've never not bought. Uh, like honestly, like as a you know, especially on the art side. But even even with like, there's been so many times in the years I've collected where I've I've had something in my hand and thought, oh, should I pull the trigger? And when I look back at the times I've said no, uh, more than more often than not now I regret it because it's just been exponentially more expensive and hard to come by if I wanted to get it now. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's as we as we talked about the Zoom call, like it's it's been a hell of a twenty years for this hobby in terms of the value of of the nostalgic part, and so anything that you had a chance to buy years before. And you didn't buy it, and you still want it. You're going to regret not buying it because right. it's going to be a lot harder to get. But out. those 20 years are very good for us. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not. This isn't like a well. Like, this is. It's the closest thing I could say to regret, just because you know I think about like Dap and I. Um, Vince couldn't make it, but Dap and I went to Baltimore Comic Con a long time ago, um, and it was right maybe a year or two in me collecting uh, original art, and I was still mainly doing jam pieces, the occasional published page. And um, we were just walking around a booth, and there were a couple beautiful John Buscema Avengers splash pages. And I remember they're like two, three thousand dollars. And at the time, it's like, ah, oh, just you know, my wife will kill me. And I, I mean, I wish I could go back to that moment because those same pages are going for seventy thousand dollars on comic, you know, link auctions now, and I'll, I'll never own them. And and I, I would, I, that would be something where, in spite of my very large art collection i mean that would be something i would have framed in my office i would look at every day so you know i mean little things like that but nothing nothing that i'm like oh i can't believe that i let that let that go or sold that or or you know so yeah well my biggest regret isn't tagged to anything physical it's just never having met jack kirby never never being able to give the man a a big old bear hug and say you you magnificent freaking man uh, mm-hmm. look what you did. Uh, thank that is you. a bummer for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, like, yeah, there's a lot of things I pass by and, yeah. and 
you know, overlooked, but I had a chance. Yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm, but, I was going to say, I'm sa- I guess that's the question is, did you have the chance? Cause I, I'm sad to have never met Kirby. I'm, I'm sad to have never met Busema, but I don't feel like I ever had the chance. Like I, I don't yeah. know that I was ever at a con where they were. Yeah. yeah. So while I'm sad about it and I very much would love to have had a chance to, it's, it's, it's not like I feel like I was at artist alley and just got scared to go and say hello or something. It, then I, that would, that would be a regret for me, but. Yeah. But that's not my nature. I'm not generally shy with that, that stuff. But, I mean, now, if I have the chance, I do take it. Like, there's a there's a bunch of guys I'd love to meet. I'd love to meet Mike Palug. I'd love to meet uh, Richard Corbin. And if I ever have the chance, I'm going to take it. But mm-hmm. back in the day, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, Jack will be around. I, I'm, I'll catch him on the next the next con. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. So, why do you both hate Storm? so much <laughs> <laughs> well but but a question that i thought was interesting that um from from brian clark that's that's tangential to that but it's a little more open-ended for us all is um is what's a character that that had been near dear to your heart that you don't care for much anymore and um for, for me the two immediately come to mind one is is gi joe just because um i mean as we've talked about a million times, I, I loved the OG comic, and, and cartoon was my favorite cartoon, and I collected every single toy. I mean, that I, as a kid, G.I. Joe was my, my cultural epicenter. I just worshipped it. And Transformers was, was a, a, a not-too-distant second, but, but if I had to pick between the two, it was always G.I. Joe. Um, I don't... I, I try every iteration of, of, of G.I. Joe comic that comes out, and um, absent like the the, the one period of run we had like the G.I. Joe Cobra and the Chuck Dixon and the Chuckles and stuff, which was awesome. For the most part, the stuff doesn't hold me. And I know Larry Hama's been doing essentially the old Marvel comic. He's, he's picked up that continuity for the last bunch of years and has been doing it. And maybe it's good, maybe it's not, but it's just never pulled me back in. I just, I don't. In fact, as you two know, I, I've just went back and reread a bunch of the old Marvel G.I. Joe and that was great. And I had a real fun time doing that, but I, I, it just, the, the the stuff that's come subsequent to that, I just have little to no interest in for whatever reason. And then on the superhero side, um, while I still like this character, uh, we've talked about this before too. Everyone assumes I'm this like massive Deadpool mark, and I I I, I, I think more Deadpool appearances are bad than good. Um, so I don't go out of my way to um, like if someone says, "Oh, Deadpool's making guest appearance in a book," I won't. I, I have no p- compunction to go and check that book out. Um, I, I presume every time I pick up a Deadpool book that I'm more likely not to like it than to like it. So Right, right. Dap, you want me to jump in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have two answers. One is obvious, and I'll save that for the B part, but part A, um, I when I love a character, I'll follow them wherever. And I'll, I'll I'll at least give them a chance to win me over. Like uh, love Rom, and while I wasn't entirely enamored with what IDW did with the character, I still read it, and and I enjoyed it on um, a lazy level. Like I, I I wasn't totally consumed with it, but I I thought it was it wasn't bad. Um, I really disliked what Cullen Bond did with the Micronauts. At, at IDW, uh, and, and I think it's one of the reasons why I shy away from his books now, was because, I mean, the Micronauts were really bad. 
Like, <laughs> like I I don't want to shit on Cullen. He's he's a a great writer, but how do you fuck up Micronauts? Really? Uh, so I I I detest the IDW and Micronauts. Uh, I think that was a licensing thing. I, I don't know. They, I, like, I like Lucas would be involved with the Star Wars book. Yeah. I wonder if if maybe maybe the manufacturer was like you know. I was aghast. Like, how do you really make Micronauts not because, entertaining? I mean, seriously, when when you consider everything else, I mean, you know, Monsters Unleashed or or, yeah. or, or no, or Colin's Harold very County. you know he's, he's very good. Right. It's it's weird. Yeah. I just ahead, didn't. I didn't. I, if there was not a single grain of of anything that I could take away from Micronauts. But could be on me and whatever. I, for that reason, Micronauts is my top like wah moment of a character that I characters that I really loved didn't hold the same magic for me. But and and okay, the the B part, and it's the obvious part, is uh Spider Man. I just don't yeah. like what Marvel's doing with Spider Man anymore. Yeah. I don't like that there's sixteen thousand Spider Men or there's sixteen thousand variations on the theme. That doesn't you're watering it down i don't i don't don't dislike miles because because miles is a great character i think miles is great oh miles is fun uh i just don't like what they're doing with the peter parker spider-man right yeah i mean that's that's the the pinnacle of my dislike for what's going on in the spider-verse but i think the the whole the reason that there is a spider-verse to begin with while it was entertaining at first it's just beaten to death now um, Spider Gwen, Gwenpool, Venom Gwen, like stop, stop! It's just too much, and well, and the, none, you know none of it holds my interest. So the um, I mean, Gwenpool's a completely different thing. You don't have, but to it's worry still about Gwen, it, like, right? Right. No, but when I'm, it's not a, it's not Gwen Stacy. Oh, whatever. Yeah, but why it's, is it called Gwen? It's then? a different character. Um, That's because I, J- Jason explained it once. I think it, it, it's like Superboy Prime. She's like from from an alternate Earth, and she knows everybody's identity. I, I'm not, I'm not going to speak on it. He already has, yeah. It's but, just too much. Um, but but the whole Gwenum thing is interesting to me because at least on that Earth, uh, Earth sixty five, she was able. I, it's it's weird because I'm I'm because I I was getting Ghost Spider from the shop, and 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 obviously that that series ended. I'm thinking about just. Even I have no interest at all in King of Black. I don't care about Null. Um, to uh, part of me wants to because Sheena McGuire is is still writing this miniseries. I'm tempted to um, to get this three issue miniseries just to see Gwen's story continue. Um, but is she, yeah, that I, compelling of a character to you? I. <sighs> Yeah, in the right hands. I it it's. I mean, there's just something about. I mean, because yeah, it, it's Gwen Stacy, and we can make all the jokes there because she's better than Mary Jane. But it it's it's one of the. Oh, that's a true. Uh, that's true. Right, right, right there. So, but but the idea that um, you know her because I'm a fucking sucker for alternate Earths, but you know, so so where she's from, obviously, you know, there's no Peter Parker, and and I just I like and 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 the way they've they've worked it is that you know she's. She's still on Earth sixty five, but um, you know she comes to the six one six so she can go to school. And I just I like the the interaction with her and the adult Peter now. Um, it's it's weird. I like Peter Parker. I like Spider Man when he shows up in other people's books. I'm just not feeling what Spencer's doing with the character. Um, so because I've kind of just because I'm aware of what's going on with Spider-Man, he's not, he's not, because I also have two, he's not on my list there. Uh, when Jason started talking about Deadpool, 
it made me think about Punisher and, and I've kind of like, you know, whatever I'm, I'm fine with people who aren't Garth writing the character, but, um, there's just the, the, the series by, by Clunan wasn't working for me. And, um, it has nothing to do with that. The early issues being Dylan's last work on the character. It's just the, the, the where the story was going. I wasn't feeling so. Uh, I mean, I'll still check it out. I'll still, you know, oh, Punisher books coming out. Okay, great. Oh, Krajansky's drawing it. Never mind. But um, probably the big one for me um, would be Hal Jordan. I just, I, I was, you know, okay, cool. He's he's one of the characters that that's that's going to kind of stay the same after Flashpoint and. Um, it's it's him in the Batman books. Their their history is going to stay the same with the new Fifty Two, and you read the first issue and it's like Homeboy's like hitting up Carol Ferris for like a car loan and shit. And I'm like, dude, that's not I. I so as far as I'm concerned, like Jeff Johns is the last person to to handle Hal Jordan competently. Um, I have no idea what's even. I know Vince, you've talked about some of the Green Lantern arcs recently. Um, in the post New Fifty Two Rebirth world, but um, I just it, it's it's not a character I recognize right now. I'd love to be able to go back to it. I'm hoping maybe wait, not even the Morrison thing. Okay, no, you're right, you're right. I have I, I haven't read much of season two. I do, but but that's the thing. Like I don't view what Morrison and Sharp are doing as as to be like as canon. It, it's like me leaking, you know what what Morrison and quietly did with all star Superman. I know it's I, I know it's not a black label thing. I know it's not a, a, a an alternate I know it's not an imprint book. But the way it's approached, the way that, you know, it's just in its own thing, because they're really not Yeah, see I love the that. Justice League, the Justice League right, I do too. The Justice League isn't really showing so I don't I, I view it as a it's it's almost like it's an Elseworlds thing. I it's 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 like now, I don't. I don't I'm, I love you, but I don't give a shit how it relates to the DC universe. I get it. I, yeah, I, I, it, right. they're just great but, stories. But, but yeah, I mean, if I wanted to, like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Morrison is writing that book. I'm glad Sharp is drawing it, and and it's and it's great. But but yeah, I, it's because it is on the fringe for me. I don't I don't view it as that. But for me, to I, I before Morrison took it on, I, I don't remember the last time I read a um. A Green Lantern book. That's that's kind of that that was that was really the and it's weird because I, I I'm I'm waiting for season two I guess to finish because mm-hmm. I read the first couple of issues and I, I read the Black Stars and then I was like all right I'll just wait um, before it's done so it's 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 there I know it's I know it exists but it it it's kind of just on the fringe for me and I don't and and yeah I guess I guess that is that is on me because I know you know you don't care about being part of continuity and and I. No, Listen, I, that's I, not true. I don't care if it if it weaves itself into the big narrative right, of the DC right. universe. I like I love continuity. I mean, but, obviously, it's it, it, they're not doing a. I mean, a yeah, far sector, but that's also a young animals thing. They're not. It's not like you know, Tomasi or Glee. It's not like anybody's doing another Green Lantern book that ties into the Justice League or anything. It's it's this is this is the only Green Lantern book with Hal Jordan out right now. So it should be, it should be counted as that, but because it, 
I view it as as just it being its own thing. It, it's 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 weird. I obviously it's the same character, but I don't um, I don't I don't see it as the same. It feels to me like it's a different character than um, than what they started with with the new Fifty Two. I'm not gonna sense. I'm not gonna press the point, but I I don't get it. I know, I, I and, and that's and that's the thing. That's that's part of what you know when I when I think about it. It's I know that um, this came up in the Slack as well with with you know post future state. What's going to happen, you know, with the DC universe and the Omniverse and things like that? And it's like and and it, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm there. Whatever the Dio had planned and lined up is, is obviously not in the works anymore, but I guess you're going to take some of the best parts of, of whatever his ideas were and, <laughs> and try to put that in moving forward. And, and that's great. You know, the idea is for you to want to be entertained and, and enjoy what you're spending your money on and coming back next month to, to continue the story. Um, I am, I am absolutely a, um, a, a, a continuity nerd. I, 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 I really, I appreciate that people recognize what came before. I don't want anybody to be beholden to it. I, you know, obviously, Batman and Superman haven't been around. The characters in these books haven't been around since the 1930s. We, 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 we we're aware of that. But, um, you know, so, so, you know, Tony Stark, originally, it happened in, you know, the, the Korean War. Now things have shifted where maybe it was the Gulf War. That's fine. Time is fluid. You don't you don't want to really date the character because you don't want the character you're in love with to be, you know, 80 years old. That's cool. But I appreciate people recognizing stories that came before. So I, I you know, when it comes to things like, like Christ on Infinite Earths or, or just, or Hickman saying, you know, Everything happened. Everything may not matter, but everything kind of happened. And 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 I'm going to tell my story based on those old stories. I'm, I'm going to take some ideas that happened in the past and and build on it. I love that. I I I don't want everything to be. Here's the launching pad. This is the jumping on point. This is your zero issue, and and everything's new from here on out. I don't. I want to be entertained, but I like acknowledging the past, and and that's that's one thing I love about comics is that you can do. Nothing is nothing set in stone, and it's all they're all imaginary stories, man. They just have fun with it, and and um, and if you can do that by it, it, it's like Bendis with with Young Justice. It's like the Connor Kent that we remember from the '90s. Like we haven't seen him in a while. Well, Bendis is going to try to explain where he's been and and what's been going on. I love that. Otherwise, you know, I'm not. I don't care about retcons as much. I don't care about there are certain things I, I don't care about, but if, if you can acknowledge the past and, and, and play around with it, then it, it just like what they did with convergence and, and bringing back our Superman that we're familiar with. They, that's the part of, of, of comic books that I enjoy. I have no idea where we are right now. What, what is that? What question was that? Are we? <laughs> no, I mean, are we? Is it like was that your your second? That was yeah. Green Lantern was kind yeah. of my second. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you said you were going to save it for the show, so we have to get this question in, um, which is from Jeff Carter, 
And he asks, out of all the hobbies out there, uh, quilting, fly fishing, fixing up motorcycles, you name it, why do so many comic readers in particular worry about getting other people interested in the hobby? Why do you often hear, this would be a great book to hand to someone to get them interested in comics? My dad, for instance, is never worried about getting other people into gardening. He just likes it because he likes it. Same with my mom and quilt making and my neighbor and woodworking. What makes comic readers want everyone else to be comic readers? And uh, I'll see. Then Vince had a, a thought there related to, to something Dap does, but I'll I'll let them talk about that. But um, I mean, I think the the obvious answer is is because it's been a niche hobby reliant on nostalgia for almost our entire fandom. I mean, it the the move from the from the mass market uh, periodical on the shelves of stores to the direct market. Uh, made it an industry that, uh, even when the numbers say otherwise, have us all feeling we're like a bad economic cycle away from it going away. And we've all been uh, trained and or brainwashed into thinking that we need to advocate for the industry because selfishly we want it to continue. And um, I think it takes a lot of deprogramming to explain to yourself that you don't owe the industry the advocacy. It's totally fine if you want to advocate for it. People advocate for things they love all the time, but you don't owe it to them, right? Like that is not an obligation of your obligation is to uh, participate as a consumer of the, of the medium and, and enjoy it if that's what you want. Um, but I think that's why I think we just were always, and we, we've always been an incestuous little circle group. And, um, and I think we always create in our heads probably overdo the risks to the industry, right? Like, Oh no, the, they're all being acquired by giant companies now. They're going to become obsolete, or oh no, the movies make them less relevant, so they don't need them anymore. It's like, and and you know, to an extent, the readership of comics is much smaller than it has probably ever been in our lives. But as we talk about a lot, like even that, I'm not sure I buy into. I think the paying readership is much lower than it's been. But I, I don't, I don't see any evidence that there aren't hundreds of thousands of people that are reading comics on the regular and into them. Now, yeah, maybe they're pirating them. I don't, you know, that's that's happening a lot. But, but, um, but I think that's why. I just think we we feel a sense of responsibility to it because of a combination of us not wanting it to go away very on a very selfish level, but also because we've kind of been conditioned to to be advocates. Like we've been told, hey, you got to pre-order your books, right? You got to hook your store up. You got to pre-order your books. You gotta you gotta you know help the help the stores out. So, and, and it's like. Shame on the industry for creating a dynamic where we feel like a debt of, of, of duty to store owners. Like there's no other store in in the world, at least pre-COVID, where we were like, oh, I, I got to buy it from – I got to buy it to keep them in business. Like it was like, oh, I'm going to go to that store because they have things I want. And and if they continue to have things I want, then they'll stay in business. Um, now, I say pre-COVID because I think because of a sense of community, which is awesome, and a sense of – kinship and empathy we've we have shifted our priorities when it comes to that where we have a lot of us have actively gone out and supported restaurants and local eateries and 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 locally owned stores in a way we normally wouldn't um in in a combination of a sense of because we want them to be around and also charity um but i also suspect that once we go back to whatever the new normal is a lot of that will go away in terms of our feeling of obligation so yeah i mean comics it's small nostalgic niche industry that that uh, you know, we feel like we want to. We 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 feel like if we don't if we don't proselytize the industry, um, we're kind of we worry that it'll go away. Um, and that's probably vast. Like the the if we don't, it'll go away is probably total bullshit. 
but we've spent a lot of years being conditioned to believe that. Right. That's that's my take on it. Yeah. But what did you say, Vince, in Slack? Well, I mean, I I don't take issue with this, but it, it just it it bamboozles me when Dap says book X. I you know I'm 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 happy that there's people buying and reading and enjoying this thing, but and that thought that that notion that you would concern yourself with the consumption of entertainment from something other than yourself someone other than yourself is just it just boggles my mind why you would do that but i mean yes i know the answer to it going in dap is a very caring person he cares about a lot of shit that i have zero <laughs> concern <laughs> uh, and, and 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 that's why i find him so he's on the one hand he's 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 mesmerizing because the fact that that one person can care as much as Dap does, and it's not a sham. I totally believe it to be true, which is in, which fuels the 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 whole mesmerism thing. Like he just makes me happy that he exists, that he has this much concern for people other than himself. But on the flip side, it's frustrating because I'm just like, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> why 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 do I not care one iota that Jimmy? Two states away is enjoying, uh, you know, Batman Beyond. Like, I don't care. Buy it, love it, whatever. Do what you got to do to get through the day. It's no concern of mine, zero. But the fact that Dab does care, it's, yeah, it's all those things and more to me. Um, I, I, I could be cold at times. I get it. But I never once in my lifetime have I picked up any piece of art and thought, hmm, Hope other people are enjoying this as much as I am. Like, what? I don't care. I, I, that's not even. That's not even in the ballpark. Zero. But part I, of reason why I hope other people enjoy it as much as I do is because I want it to stick around. And obviously, if I'm the only person buying something and reading it, it doesn't matter. If if I'm the only person spending money on it, it's not going to keep it afloat. So that's one thing. When I enjoy something and I hope other people are also enjoying it, that's one thing. Plus, that means we have something in common. I would love it if you two both enjoyed it, so this way it's something we could always talk about. But as long as other people are enjoying it, it means it hopefully has a chance to thrive. If I'm not enjoying it, and I say I'm glad other people are enjoying it, it's because obviously that's not for me, but it exists, and I'm glad other people are around to take it in. Why? Why? Well, it's because obviously <laughs> Why? Someone, someone created it to put it out there. It's like, I get it that, you know, you create things that are, that are for you that, you know, if, if, if you create some, some music and you're just sitting there tapping on the hi hat and you're like, you know, this is, this is, this is great. I don't, you know, no one else is going to hear this. This is just for me. That's cool. I, you know, I'm, I'm all for creating art. That's, that's, that's selfish. That's for you. That's fine. I'm sure other people do it. I, I I don't know how many painters are out there in the world that are just you know splashing paint on a canvas, trying to be the next Pollock. You know, like fuck it, I don't care who likes this. I made this. Mm-hmm. Well, That's hopefully great. they're all like that. But sure, I mean, they're, they're, they're not. Want, yeah. Yes, I mean you want to create things that you enjoy. If other people enjoy it too, that's cool. But yes, obviously you're putting something out there that that you want to that you you're putting something out there that you love, and 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 I love that, and and. 
hopefully that's something that other people can latch on to and and there's a there's a commonality there. there's something that that's connecting everyone and i i just i like the idea of people being brought together by something and if you know that hundreds of people are going into a movie theater to watch a movie and you know and captain america finally gets Mjolnir and finally says Avengers Assemble and everybody fucking cheers. That's a great fucking feeling. And and that's not something that is just owned by you. You're sharing that with other people. That's a huge moment. And that's something that that you're you're happy to be a part of. Being being at the stadium, seeing the Eagles win the Super Bowl is something Jason absolutely is going to remember the rest of and seeing and, and being around other people who were there that's a special moment. That's something that really can't be, it may not be explained by, you probably can't explain it if you weren't there. It's something that, you know, you share with other people that that's a specific moment in time. And if, if other people are enjoying something that you're enjoying, you're kind of part of a club. You're, 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 you're all, you all get it. And, and yeah, there are absolutely some things that, you know, you want to be selfish about, you want to own, and 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 that's just yours. You want to be Daffy Duck and just say it's mine, and that's cool. There are absolutely things like that that I do, and I don't. You know, when I find something, if if it if I want something to be mine, and, and I don't, you know, and I store it away somewhere in the fridge, I don't want my wife to find it. I don't want her to get it in my stash <laughs> or something. That's just mine. I'm not sharing that with anybody. But there are times where no. I want you to enjoy this with me. And that's, that, that's, that's, it's, it's entertainment. It's meant to be shared. You know, if, if someone is selling this, if someone is offering this to people, they obviously want to put it out there in the world. So if I, it, it, it's like when you find a link, if you, when, when, when you re, when you retweet something, Vince, mm-hmm. you're making other people aware of it. You want them to be, you want them to know about this. You want to share something with them. Uh, people may ignore it people may just be like all right whatever and and or people may try it and not care about it but you still put it out there and i don't think that's the same thing i'm not saying it's the same thing but you still wanted to share maybe you're just trying to promote someone else well yeah hey hey, look at this freaking piece of plastic i think it's cool okay yeah i okay other people aware that's that's the whole that's the whole point of social media. If you don't do things like that, then what's the point of being on Twitter at all, mm. right? But I, I understand what you what you're getting at. And I, I totally uh, well. I, no, I don't understand, but I, I get that you would feel that way because again, it all goes back to you're a very emotional person. You are concerned with people other than yourself. I'm not. That's all. Yeah, I'm not. I, well, I'm no, concerned that's with not, a vi- that's not entirely true. No, you, it's you not. Are, I'm you are a- concerned. No, you are concerned about a select. Yes, few. a very. You do care about other people. I like, oh come on! I, I care about people other than myself. It's just that there's yes. a very very shallow. But obviously, pool. If, if Jason and I are talking about Gold Digger, that's not going to bother you. Oh, that's I don't fine. care. Right? I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I look at it more like like when you in this specific like to me when I read the. Vince's comment about what you say, Dap, like I took it to mean the second part of what you're saying, which is like, I feel like you often say that when it's something that you maybe weren't vibing on, but you sure, like, he doesn't want to be me. Hey, you but, do you, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I do take that tact a lot. I mean, I, I think I can't remember what it was, but just a couple weeks ago, we were talking about something and you two were super into it and I wasn't, and you were like, oh, here. And, and, and I, reach it yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, and I, and I think because of our crazy, 
uh, you know, community that we have of, of, of people, many of which have become friends. Like there are lots of times when we read a book, especially if it's something where we just say, Hey, let's read this, and talk about it. Where I'm like, eh, it's not, not my thing, but, but I'm not trying to blow it up. Like, unless I think it's an absolute total piece of trash or created by people who I generally have disdain for, which is very few in the industry. Uh, I, I, just because it may not be my thing. Like I genuinely want it to be something other people loved and enjoyed because they spent their money on it and they spent their time on it. So like, if if I have even a passing interest in 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 a person's happiness or well being, um, even if they're just an, an internet friend, like yeah, I'd, I'd I'd much prefer that they dug it right. Like like uh, I mean, there are lots of books that like been hits that weren't up my alley, like like sex criminals. Like I, it's not you know I tried it, it wasn't for me, but I don't want it to go away because it wasn't for me. I, I I wanted to go on for you know I wanted to go on for a hundred thousand issues if people loved it. Like that's cool. Um, I'm like that with a lot of other like non there's lots of TV that people just go crazy for that. I don't necessarily care for. Like I sitcoms are hard for me. I, 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 I look at them like we were saying earlier about like with a critical eye. And for some reason, at some point, maybe in the last 15 years, I started seeing sitcoms as just incredibly formulaic. Like just, just saw the matrix. And I'm just, I, I, it takes so much for me to watch a sitcom and, 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 and laugh at it, even though I, can watch it and be like, oh, it's well acted, it's well made, but it's just not for me. But I don't. Right. I like, think I'm that's, not, I'm like, that's I a product of age down. too. Like well, once yeah, you, but I'm just saying, like I, like I guess part of it for me and what I like when when we take that stance is that, um, and there were a few questions like like peppered in that kind of tie back into this, which is, uh, you know, I think there's a fine line uh, when you do a show like that we do or other critics of anything, not just comics, but whether you're reviewing movies or music or, uh, te- whatever. Um, when you're being critical and talking about lots and lots of of something in a medium, I think there's a fine line between credibility and fanboyism, right? Where, um, and I'm not going to put any shows on blast, but there was a reasonably popular podcast devoted to uh, comics that um, that started around the same time we did, and uh, and I think it's still around at least in some form. But but it was pretty popular for a long while, and I tried to listen to it, and it just even though I thought they gave it their all and had good chemistry and well-researched and were meticulous, at some point I had to walk away from the show because it never was negative. Like they talked about every book that was published by a certain publisher and it was always the greatest thing since sliced bread. And like you lose over time for me, credibility in that regard. Yeah. So I think, I think we've never, we, I think we've done a, a nice job patting ourselves in the back here that, that we, we aren't Pollyannas. We, we do not, always come in saying you know we're only going to say great things about the books no matter what like if we're very honest particularly when we're off the cuff reacting to what each other are reading um but i do think we've also had a uh, i don't even know if it was a spoken rule but we've had a mutual understanding that there's not a lot to be gained from just trash and stuff um you know it's one thing to again get back to that conversation about being critics it's one thing to have a a, a critical eye on something be constructive criticism or occasionally because we're giving each other shit, just like bust on something. But I think that if, if you, if you, if you're not careful and you, every episode is like, Oh, let's hear what they shit on now. Like you're going to lose an audience. And I think justifiably so, right. Cause people feed off of the vibe. So I think we've done a nice job of, of generally wanting to be advocates for the hobby and, and yet not in a way where it just comes off as fake and Pollyannish and like, you know, guys never have anything bad to say about anything. Like, so I, I, you know, I think we've done that a nice delicate balance. And part of it is just 
natural. And I think the key to it is just that we, we you have to read enough, right? You, you, you if if it's a week where you only read two things, um, you're forced with either I'm not going to talk or I'm going to have to kind of dance around something or I'm going to have to play up something I didn't totally love. But if you read enough things, like there's there's going to be stuff you probably weren't vibing on that you can just ignore. You know, you can just not talk about. Mm-hmm. So that's for me the trick. Like my my kind of goal is always that I have enough stuff in the queue that I've read that depending on how the episode goes, I'm going to have something I'm genuinely thrilled to share with people, you know? Yeah. I bet if if someone scoured the archives, I have said, oh, I really hope someone's enjoying this book. I probably have said that in the past, but more often than not, it's probably to mask the fact that I didn't really enjoy the book. Sure. And sure. I was just, you know, spewing out the pat answer in lieu of saying, I don't like this at all. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but... Well, Again. someone asked a related question, and, where, and I, excuse, I don't have the questions up right now, but where they were essentially like, have you had to ever bite your tongue or, or, or hold back what you said? <laughs> um, and and the, I mean, the answer to that is yes, right? And, and it's not even that it's um, – because I think the question was positive like, to, for the betterment of the show. And, and let's be clear. Yeah, I mean there, it would be ridiculous to assert that we, we aren't aware, especially given our, our longevity and popularity, that, that we could very easily taint – what we have in terms of we have great access, you know, we get a ton of comics comp to us. We pretty much again very fortunate we can have almost any creator come on the show because they view us as a positive show that's going to really have done the homework. We could easily torpedo that if we just started shitting on stuff just to shit on it, right? So we're yeah. we're conscious of that, but also I think it's the humanistic thing. Like like there there is stuff. Have we have we been given stuff by friends or friends of friends to? read over the years that maybe wasn't something that if we didn't have a personal relationship we would never mention absolutely but again i don't think that's wrong right because it's all about the art form it's all about the hobby if 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 we want to couch something in a in a positive light that we recognize probably if you just found it on the shelf wouldn't be something you curled your toes over i think that's more than fair because I don't think we've ever said something when it comes to those kinds of works that was a lie, right? Like, like I don't think we've ever come on and said, like, yo, you need to read our friend's book X, and it's the best shit ever. Like, like, right? Like, but we'll 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 couch it in such a way like our friend made this book X, and it's it's got this pretty cool element, and we like this about it, and you should try it, right? Like, I think that's totally fair game, right? Like, I don't, I and I certainly would never. Like if we're ever given something by by a publisher, a small press publisher, or a friend of a friend, and it and and I really dislike it intensely, I think we've always understood like it'd be better just not to talk about it because I like I don't see any value in like hurting someone's feelings or derailing a, a potentially budding young career of someone we know because we weren't vibing on a book that they did right like that's just that just, just could like, have been a, a bad day right yeah, and that's How just many, a human yeah. thing like it's not a calculating like let's be politically correct to, to to make sure our numbers are good it's like nah it's like that's just being a dickhead like no, I, hate's I, I, not going to get you anywhere in this right, life. right 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 yeah. yeah that's just spewing venom is just bad karma like don't yeah. don't and, say and, anything but, at all and you can listen i mean there is a market for that right like these damn you <laughs> know whoers right they they make their livings and <laughs> and frankly they some of these guys frankly make a lot more on their videos and youtube than we do off of what we you know and i'm not and being basically haters and hey you know what that's like you said if, if that's the karma you want to you want to hang around in then 
You do you, boo. It's, you, it is what it is. You know, live by the sword, die by the sword. Uh, those sure. people are going to attract like-minded individuals. Sure. And a convention of those people would probably be a huge downer. So, sure. again, we're better off. So, and, and I think early on, right, I mean, maybe the first New York Comic Con or something is when we realized, oh, we – I mean, I don't know that when we started the show, I thought much one way or the other about that. I would probably feel like I could say anything off the cuff. But you learn pretty quickly. I mean, you don't have to have the longevity or the or the audience that we've built to, to realize, like, it's a pretty small world. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, a creator may not listen to your show, but most creators are in some way narcissistic and they have fans like – They'll hear about it. Like if you if oh, you blow sure. up someone, they will hear about yeah, it, even yeah, if they've yeah. never heard of it before. And uh, so yeah, you you, it's like the golden rule of, uh, and one that I wish more people abided by on social media. Um, I can definitely say that there's nothing I've ever said on the show that I wouldn't be willing to say to a creator, even recognizing when it's very critical. Like right, like it's ne- I've never felt like I've said anything on the show where I'm like, oh man, if 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 I ever got called out on that in person, I would either feel like a a, a d bag or you know, uh, cower and, and retract, retract it. And that's, that's kind of the, the rule is like, just be, just be intellectually honest that you, you mean what you say if you're going to be critical. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to agree with you, but, um, I think I would be a little, um, self-conscious around Greg Land because I mean, we have dumped a lot on Greg Land over the years. I mean, yeah, he's an, he's and, an and easy target. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh, well, I, sure, I, I guess it, that's an easy mark, right? I, no, I mean, yeah. I'm not even saying you're wrong there, but I, I would be but, like, dude, you're obviously talented. I saw the night where the night wing work, yeah, the cross gen shit. Yeah, yeah. Where did that go? Yeah. And sure, why? Yeah. Now, even the like, cross gen is, yeah. is very posy. But I was thinking of things of like where, uh, you know, I mean, like, like again, I've I've been very critical of Tony Harris on the show, but that's because I have right. an issue with him as he's, a person. He's a snake. Yeah. 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 Right. Like, like actually, to be honest with you, I think he's actually quite a talented. Uh, artist I, yeah that's I, uh, just unfortunate that yeah yeah but and, and my point is, is is i have been in a room with tony harris subsequent to my comments and i don't know if he knows me or has heard of them but if he ever like confronted me at the Westin bar i would have no problem being like i stand by what i said like i think yeah, you, I agree. you have done right um you know um i i have we joke i mean i have been critical of charles soul but to be fair i don't assault him as a human being i from what i hear i i, I hear he's a very nice guy and a good family man like got no issues with him as a person and I would hope anything I've said, like, he wouldn't take personal affront to. I just say for me, like you were just saying about with Nick Spencer, like for me, I, most of the things he's written at Marvel with characters that I do care about I, have not worked for me. Mm. And, and, and you know, but again, I, I'm not saying he's a hack. I'm not saying he sucks. Like I'm saying it's for me, he's not a draw, you know, and that's that's a so would it be uncomfortable if we were, you know, at a dinner together? Yeah, probably, probably. But, you know, I mean, we're also grownups, right? This is why I say like. If if we were like, hey, come to dinner at your comic, we sit down and, and he's I end up sitting next to him. Is it going to be awkward? Yeah, but like I'm a grown ass man. Like I sh- I should I should own that and be like, hey man, you know, just clear the air here, right? And I'd clear the air, hopefully. And he'd probably be like, oh yeah, you're the one that Ryan's. But it's it's one of those things yeah, where like, if... and, and that be, and it'd be totally fair of him to be right, say that. Absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, um, for those that don't remember, R- Ryan and Charles did a a a, a, a book together Curse for a words. long time. Yeah, and. and and Ryan had been a guest on our show many times over the years as, and as a friend. And he was going to, I think we've told the story in the air before, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was, he was going to come on the show to talk about curse words and, um, and, and kind of as we were set to do it, he, he wanted uh, Charles to come on with him. And this kind of gets to the heart of the question. I said, I said, Hey, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know if that's a great idea because here's the thing. I would feel really shitty 
to have Charles come on the show and 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 I wouldn't mention that I'm I'm not feeling all this other stuff, but this is the internet days, and if you if you have both come on the show, in three seconds of our show getting posted, there's going to be some troll that adds him on Twitter and says, hey, you know, this dude doesn't like your work. And either A, then we're going to have not addressed that on the show, and it's going to be super awkward after, or, like, it would be a dick move to bring up that thing while you're here to talk about your book. So, like, FYI, and Brian appreciated that, he brought that back to Charles and then agreed not to do the show at all, and, like, you know, I, I love Ryan, and he still has a standing invitation to come on the show anytime he wants to promote something. But, but like that was just a bunch of adults making adult decisions, and I don't begrudge him. Like his creative and collaborative partner, who's probably a much closer to him in real life than I am, he decided it wouldn't be cool to be on our show because you know I, I perceive that I, I'm not a fan of, and that's totally rational and mature, and that's yeah. I, no issues with that at all. Like all respect. It's there. It it it's why I was pushing. On the forum, back on the forum days. It's why I use my real name on all social media. It's if you're going to say something, if you're going to post something, the fucking stand by it. Just you know, there's no, there's no handle, there's no numbers after my name. It's it's when you, I, I really wanted everybody on the forum to use their real name. I know a bunch of people used handles, and that's cool. And when we were at cons, we knew who people were. But I, I honestly believe if you're going to post something. Stand behind it and own it. And and I think everything, whether we're online, whether we've talked about it on the podcast, I'm 100% confident that everything we've said, we would say to someone's face if we were to meet them. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Yep. Oh, boy. So I got to dig up my last one, huh? I don't know. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I think this is a great question, and uh, we've touched on this uh, extended narrative, um, but Chris Chavez mm. uh, asks, um, Jason has stated in the past that he can separate artists from their works in other media. <laughs> yes, he has. See, uh, to a certain so extent. So have I. Yeah. Such as Michael Jackson and his music. Fact. Uh, and still find enjoyment in the work. Is mm-hmm. this something that any of you are able to do with uh, a certain group of very vocal uh, and hateful people within the comic industry. I'm not going to say their name. Um, <laughs> Which underst- pretty much gives you the answer. <laughs> yeah, understanding that none of you support their current or future work. But how about their past projects? Have you actively unloaded items associated with undesirable people uh, within the comics industry? Uh, speaking again... Uh, from recent memory, I have unloaded a goodly amount of Doug Tenable books. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Um, I, <laughs> I'm not going to front. I think Doug is is stupid talented. He super is. Oh, I he is insane. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and I followed his his career. I've I've funded ninety uh, percent of his his published works from from Earthworm Jim to Gear. To you know, Tommy Soros Rex, like all the way up. I, I, I pitched in his kickstarters for the the sketchbook uh, project with the the freaking hardcover and the. But as soon as the the his stance on the uh, LGB uh, alternate, like, as soon as he let his politics and his his, his religion, his religion and all that other stuff come to the fore i'm just like nah i'm done 
I, I, I can't give you any more money. As, mm-hmm. as ridiculously talented as you are, I just can't. I, I'm not going to you know, pay for that, that hood ornament on whatever car you decide to buy. I'm just not going to do it. Um, it sucks that Ethan Van Skyver is a complete asshat because I would love to complete my Green Lantern um, <laughs> books and and giving money, uh, yeah, after the fact. And he's probably not going to get a dime for it. But just me looking at Ethan Van Skyver artwork is just like, mm, I don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. Um, it's just a personal like I, I'm at the point in my life where I don't think twice if I'm listening to XM radio and I I got Ozzy's Boneyard on and they play Ted Nugent or fucking Pantera, boom! I'll change the channel. I'm not going to fill my ears with Ted Nugent right, or, right. or or you know White Power Pantera. Was everybody in Pantera a Nazi? Probably not, but one Enough one of them more. is. Right, right. Yeah, and I'm just done. I'm not listening to them. Um, Walk is a great song. Unfortunately, Phil yeah. uh, Phil is an idiot and and a fucking racist. So whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I will not direct money towards um, people who spew hate. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm never. If I had all my Triangle Era Superman, would I sell them again? Because Art T Bear worked on them. No, no. I would no. keep them because that's me looking the other way. He was only an right. anchor, whatever. Would <laughs> totally I? An anchor. See, and I I'm just saying. I know, I know, I know what you're saying. Would I? Right, but would Jason, I? It, brought, it, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, um, Jason brought to my attention. I love the fact that the Super Sons, the new Absolute or Omnibus, whatever they're calling it, includes the follow-up 12 issue miniseries. I have the the first edition that they put out and that's I'm, I'm fine with that and that's you know if if i didn't own this one i probably would buy the new version yes even though art is an anchor on the, mm-hmm. on the series right but would i fund an rt bear project that he did no. conceive no 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 no, no, no right. not happening no yeah yeah i mean i i think i think i'm well on record in my stance with this like I, there is no formula i i it's just personal. I, yep. Some things rise to the level of it turns me off. Some I just seemingly can ignore. And I I have thought about it. I do not think I have a set of rules that I'm following. I, it, it, it's just case by case. Like I've said before, I, you know, they brought it up in the I, I'll, I'll listen to Michael Jackson in like in two seconds without without hesitation. Yeah. But uh, I haven't played R. Kelly in years. You know, I mean, I like it. It's it, it, there's no. Um, no rhyme or reason, you know. I, I I've given away all of my Brian Wood books. I think he's a incredible writer. I think he's a phenomenal comic book writer. But but yeah, his his actions turned me off. But sure, yeah, you're right. But like I'm not, yeah, I'm not actively dumping the comics down that arts inked because uh, that's a collaborative effort, right? And same thing with movies. I mean, Mel Gibson's an absolute d bag. I don't want to give him money, but there you go. Like, but I'm I'm but I'll watch Lethal Weapon if it's on. Yeah, like like I you know I. I um, because there's a presumption there for me, much like I always say with athletes, how many hundreds, if not thousands of people work on a movie between the producers, the writers, directors, the people that, that help make the movie, the production crew, the act, right? So, you know, sure, I understand that Mel Gibson's like the star of, of the film, but he's a small cog in the wheel of an artistic en- endeavor that I enjoyed, you know? Um, would I go to a Mel Gibson one-man show on Broadway? No, I, yeah, I would not. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, um... 
especially too like it also I think it does depend on if you've already enjoyed it or built up a, a nostalgia for it. I mean, um, I uh, yeah, I mean, there's things that you've already fallen in love with. It's hard to like fall out of love with them if they're uh, unless it's so clear that it's like solely identifiable as um you know as uh, as that person. Like I think a, a very relevant one for for this discussion in comics is is uh, Dave Sim, right? I mean. Yeah, you know, uh, D- Dave is. I think it makes me sad now. I mean, I think Dave is is not in a great place mentally these days. At least doesn't seem. But, but I mean, he was accused of things like misogynistic views for a long time. Even frankly, bef- he was already had that that stigma to him by the time I discovered Cerebus, and I enjoyed Cerebus incredibly. And I think it's an incredible work. And um, you know, I think like with many people, I I really got into Cerebus because he would come on Comic Geek Speak and 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 talk about his, the comic, like with them, you know, he would do a walkthrough and it was an incredible thing to hear the guy talk about his books. And, uh, um, but you know, I mean, but, but that being said, like, I, but I, I would have trouble, like I haven't bought anything that he's put out in years. And I, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't like buy a sketch from him or, you know, like a buy something at a stand at his table. I, I, so it's it, I don't know, man. Like, there's like a- I said, like, I don't have, I can't, I can't give you a, like, there's no formula though. Like I, yeah, I don't. I I just don't. I guess because I presume I don't. It'd be one thing if like I knew the religious, social, political views of every person involved in everything that I consume, which would be exhausting, by the way, mentally exhausting. But and then you kind of like gauge it, but I don't. Right? Like I only know RT Bears a, a D bag because he's come out publicly as a D bag. Like you know, like I mean, like like he made it so painfully obvious that I couldn't ignore it. You know. Yeah. Um, right. But anyway, um, yeah. But the the Dave Sim thing, uh, I, that's a mystery to me. Like, yes, if you go back and reread the bulk of Cerebus, his views on women are painfully obvious mm-hmm. in in hindsight. Um, but his current stuff, like he hardly draws anymore. He'll just take a a, a Doré illustration, chop it up, and put you know a section of of Doré's work in in every panel with maybe uh, a section of a, a Cerebus drawing and he fashions some kind of stupid narrative around it like and there's people that keep buying this it's it's the same garbage every every issue it's just a Doré thing that he chops up and, and I, I look at that as, as almost that, like a Patreon like, like what the fuck pay, like, what, what no no of, like like, they, like like people are supporting him because they want to support him Sure, I get it. Uh, I can't understand any kind of um, entertainment value in any of the things that he does. Sure. E- even if you were completely enamored with Cerebus, none of the current work is is a. It's not even a mere shadow of what he did on Cerebus. Yet, in every previews, there's that that Cerebus parody book. That's again, essentially, ninety percent not his work. Right. That that he's just putting this this shiny, creamy, icky sim layer on it, and people are buying it. But whatever. The, yeah, and that even extends to sorry, but that even extends to like retail. I mean, uh, I know you know I you just I mean I just will not give Chick Fil A a dollar. I like yep. you could have the best damn chicken sandwich or Barilla pasta. But yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's just my personal opinion. Like, and again, I'm not like I, I'm there. I am currently in a position where I live in a town where I am largely ostracized because. I very I'm very critical of people who voted for Trump. It's no secret, and I've been very outspoken about it, and unapologetic about how much it bothers me. 
And a lot of people take the tack of like, yeah, but like, so we're not going to be friends. And it's like, I'm not like, probably not like, it, like that matters that much to me. So like, but I'm not like, so it's not like that with Chick-fil-A. Like if my kid tells me he went to Chick-fil-A and had a sandwich with his friends, like, I'm not gonna be like, what, what did you do that for? Like, do you do you just for me, like where I have lots of other ways I can spend my money on food. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy Yingling beer. I'm not going to go to Chick-fil-A like, and, uh, I'm not going to buy stuff at Hobby Lobby, it, it, but that's just a personal choice. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure, listen, I know that, that if you're other, if you're, if you're, you know, devoutly Christian or right wing about certain things, there are, I'm sure there are lots of businesses and stores and people you won't support because that I probably would love to support and that, Hey man, you have the right to do that too. Like it's, it's just, again, it's no rhyme or reason. Like I, 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 and, but then other times I've defended like perspectives, like, but then, you know, I lose my mind when I see people be like, Oh, yo, you can't, uh, you can't go see Marvel movies because like Perlmutter because that, I mean that I lose my mind on. Cause it's like, dude, like Ike Perlmutter is a shareholder of a massive company. He doesn't run the company. Like, like the CEO of Disney is an incredibly outspoken liberal who gives tons of money to them. You know what I mean? Like, like that I struggle with like a, a corporation, like where you like, like, like these corporations are amalgamations of people literally from all walks of life. I struggle with that a lot. Like I struggle with that because these companies are so monolithic. They have within them so many different viewpoints, you know, yeah. uh, that I do, that personally bothers me because I think it's very illogical, but again, I'm not like, but you have every right to, if you're, hey, if you don't want to go see a Marvel movie, cause it's, you, you think Disney's evil. Hey man, then, then, you know, then don't, don't enjoy the best blockbusters that come out every year. That's cool. <laughs> I think, and, and that's, the th- I, I think, what we are I hope what's coming across is that none of us are saying what we're doing you should also do right. whatever you're comfortable and do if you want <laughs> to spend money on seeing fucking daddy's home too then that's fucking great go ahead get the fucking blu-ray I'm happy for you I'm in no rush to see it because Mel Gibson's in it I will like Jason said I'll watch Lethal Weapon 1 and 2 I'll watch or, or sorry 1, 2 and 3 I'll watch Payback I'll watch certain things, but I don't give a shit about what the fuck he's doing now. I I, I don't care about supporting anybody whose views I know going forward. If if someone wants to show me absolute proof and and tell me personal stories of John Byrne being a bigot to them, that will make me cringe, and I'll know okay that I'm not going to support his future work, but that's not going to make me want to get rid of my fantastic four issues. And, sure. and, and, and there are, there are, you know, listen, and, and I'm with you. I got your back on, on, on whatever your, your fight is, but it's, it's all it's it, Jason won't listen to R. Kelly anymore. I still have ignition on playlist. I, st- you know, it's it's and and Michael Jackson's like that that that's never going away. Like he's always remember the times always going to be playing, and and there are times where, um, so so there is there's no everybody has the line that they justify. Everybody, it it it's like you know you you might, you know, yeah, Walmart might be a shitty company, but if they have an exclusive or if they got fucking some super sweet fucking Black Friday deals. I'm not going to say, yeah, that was that was a shit move for you, you know, taking advantage of that. No, fucking, you do you. I don't, I'm not trying to live anybody else's life. I'm just trying to do what's best for me. And if that means I can put my money somewhere that's not going to benefit bigots or racists or people who want to stifle others, 
I'm not going to spend my money there. And, and, and that's all I can do. So uh, if, if I don't want to support I, it, it, it absolutely, yeah, it sucks that, you know, one of the few absolutes I have, which is the Grant Morrison new X-Men. Yeah. There's a lot of EVS art in there. It sucks, but it is what it is. It bums me out immensely that Jeff Johns brings Hal Jordan back and fucking Ethan Van Skyver is attached to it. Yeah, but it is I don't it even is. think he was the best choice for the project either. It's no, because like, once that miniseries was over, Carlos Pacheco came on, and I was like, that's where we're yes, at. Yes, thank you. But the question yeah. is, is if, if you will, will – will, Will you not be as apt to crack open the X Men Omnibus and reread it because of EVS? But see, that's the thing. I first of all, I've, I haven't finished it yet, but it's not because of EVS. I haven't. It's just it's it's a big fuzzy court day. It, <laughs> why you got to do that, man? I know I do that. <laughs> yeah, to do it. Um, and and I it's yeah I've I've gotten through the EVS stuff and it's just I need to get back to it. But no, it's. But is that something I think I probably even once I finish it, will I go back and and revisit every once in a while? I don't know. With everything else, I yeah, still have to sure, read. Sure. I don't know. But you know, will I crack open the first volume of the Burn Fantastic Four? But yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess I'll be going back to that. Burn's invisible to me. I yeah. I mean, it's, it's. I know, but it, but that's because he hasn't said or done anything to us, or or we've seen anything in person it it's i've you know if if chris cross if uh, chris williams or anybody else wants to say you know yeah listen he's sure. he said shit i it's it's weird man i mean like it's still that doesn't mean once i get these man of steel hardcovers in the house i'm just gonna like you know chuck them it's right. still that's that that's the eighties, man. That was me growing up. Like that was me before I was oblivious to all this shit. And See, it doesn't negate it. Well and also I mean like even with the, the stuff that's going on now with the cancer culture, like cancel culture. I mean um, you know, I mean I've we've had a lot of very passionate discussions on the Slack with our EOC brethren about this and we don't all see it the same way. But, I mean, to me I think it's case by case, you know, like I and I think it's reasonable to like when these things happen to say, you know what uh, like, let me understand, like, let me get a couple days with this. Let me see what else comes of it. If there's corroborating evidence, if there's more stories, if there's right. nuance. Right. Yeah. And I just think that's a mature thing to do. Like, I'm not the prosecutor. I don't like I do, like I don't need to make a declaration in the moment. Um, it's like being a parent. Like the worst thing you could do is just like react in the moment. You have to take a little minute and like compose yourself and think about, right? So it's like, and again, I'm not like I'm not trying to take this in a tangent about cancer, other than to say that I think each thing is case by case, and and it's also individual. If if you want to never read, you know, a, a, a Jason Latour book again because of what happened, like that's fine. But I would hope you're not going to be mad at me if I big up a book that he writes in a year because, yeah. like, and again, like, like. I, to me, like, and again, this is personal. For me, I don't think, like, I can, I'm not canceling Jason. You know, like, I, I'm not saying that I think he did everything right. Absolutely. He's acknowledged he has not, right? I'm not, I'm not, can, based on what I know, I'm not canceling Warren Ellis, right? Like, personally, like, I'm not, yeah. again, I'm not saying he did everything right and we don't even, like, but for me, I can still enjoy his work. I don't yeah. view him as this tragically flawed, evil person where the mere thought of reading something that he's written poisons it for me. There are people like that. I cannot buy or own a Justiniano comic book. Just can't. He's a great right. artist, but the yeah. dude is a pedophile. Like, I, like I can't do it, right? Like, like that I can't do. And it's like, we all have our own lines. And again, if, if you're on the other side of the camp and like as soon as you hear something and if there's any evidence that someone has been bad to anyone 
on any level and you're done with them, that's totally your right. Like, sure. like, like as a consumer, you have the right to, to consume anything or not consume anything you want. But you got to admit, we allow a, a, a certain amount of rat hairs in the making of our hot dogs. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, no, sometimes we do, but I'm saying like, but I might, but I think the whole point of this conversation is there is, and, and I like, even on the, like, I don't have rules. Like I, I, if someone were to challenge me on this, I'm sure you could very quickly come up with a million uh, exceptions on both sides where I'm probably overly critical and, 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 and cancel someone and just don't want to deal with them. Or I'm totally understanding. It just, it is, I just go with instinct, man. Like there, I do not, I don't sweat it. Like, I I revisit something or I or I don't like I don't you know right. but to, to get to the heart of the question I think we're all aligned on the on the the the, the, the a holes of, of of the current comics world like yeah that that's a movement I believe stands for for toxic fandom and so I will not support right. I will not knowingly support people who wear that flag that, absolutely not I will I that is something that I draw the line on a personal level same yeah unless. <laughs> that's 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 the part I'm talking about. Um, like Dap said with Burn, if Burn turns out to be evidence, oh, you mean if you find out someone? Oh, yeah, yeah. If yeah. if Burn turned out to be the most toxic um, mastermind behind all of the the CG, I'd be yeah, like, that, yeah, yeah, you know, that's unfortunate, but fucking Man of Steel, I'm done. Right. No, <laughs> Give I, me that. I, I, that's I, interesting. I mean, right? If someone I really loved, like, like if and again, I I don't even want to play that game because if you throw a name out, people. I, but if you take one of the three or four biggest writers in comics now that that by all accounts has no affiliation and found out like some st- scathing article, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, but um, yeah. But then, like again, like um, I can't think of what was it IDW or was it which, which publisher had Dynamite. gotten Dynamite? Yeah. Now, yeah. Again, I'm I don't read much Dynamite, so I had no skin in that game. But I thought that was a little ridiculous. Like yeah, like, and that's why I just because the, just because the dude owns the thing and is the publisher, and I understand then by definition, if you're buying a Dynamite comic, you're helping him financially. Dynamite's a big company, dude, and like you're you're more directly helping the creators who are making that comic, and you're more directly helping the writers and the and the editors that are fucking trying to literally pay their rent. Like so, it's like. Like I, I'm not saying again. If you if if it was a lot of the same for you, I'm not going to be mad at you. But I, there, it's like okay. I, but I don't like I, to me. That's not a line. I'm I'm not I'm not going there. Like I'm not writing off an entire publisher, right? Because the the CEO seems to lean a certain way politically, right? And I know I, I believe Vince had. I don't want to say hesitation. There there were some reservations. I questioned it. Yeah. Even though even though Lee Weeks is doing some phenomenal work on the covers and you love the character, and I don't know what the interior art is like, but when you have someone like Lobdell writing Green Hornet, that's enough for me, that's enough to give me pause because I don't love Green Hornet as much as you do. Yeah. Even though I love Lee Weeks. But if you're down for the character and you like what's going on with it, then by all means, I, I support you enjoying it. And if you want to talk about it on the show, then absolutely. And I did. And that was one right. of my reservations was like, ah, am I really, should I really be talking about this? And I right. said, mm, you know what? Um, I'm a big ass hypocrite because, yeah, I say no way. None of this, none of this CG stuff. Uh, but I look at Dynamite's output and I'm like, Red Sonja, Vampirella, friggin' Mars Attacks, the, uh, Green Hornet, Doc Savage, the Shadow. Like, like I'm done. I gotta, I gotta. It, it's like, listen, just because, just because Nick might be 
in in league with them. The people he's paying to tell these stories, right. you're supporting them. And, and I'm Jay right, Lee, right. stop! Look at this yeah. work; it's gorgeous. And yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, we don't have to get specifics, but like the Jay Lee thing is a perfect example because that really came to light because of our good friend Tom, who was just on the yeah. show, right? Like he he took issue with it, and then to Tom and to Tom's immense credit, and I think this thing I'm always saying to my kids, right? Like like. We are all fallible. We all make mistakes. I think the uh, an important measure of being a good person is to be able to acknowledge when you've made a mistake and say, I screwed sure. up. And, and Tom has come publicly and said he overreacted and is fine with Jay. And I think that was important for him to do because that was cancer culture at its worst, right? Uh, you know, no one – 98% of people weighing in on the internet about that did not know Jay Lee from a hole in the wall, like in terms of his personal views until that moment. And – you, even if you heard the whole story now and you're like, it's still a little sus, like, okay, may, maybe it is like, we're only taking him at his word, but like, you know, it's just like, all right, dude, but like we, I, I have trouble drawing the line when it's like these, these tendrils of like, well, he kind of knows someone and he should know better than that. It's like, nah, dude, like really? Cause like we had RT bear on the show. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, 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 we didn't know, like, I mean, first of all, that whole movement didn't exist then, but, right. but like he was the same person, like he had the same, I'm and sure he, in his he behaved head, though. No, no. But my point is, is back then there was no reason for us to have any idea of what his political or social leanings were. Right. Um, but I'm sure they were the same then, right? Like if we had pressed him, like like we just had no reason, no reason to know it one way or the other. So it's like, um, you know, like I guess my point is, is like, man, like like we got to stop holding ourselves like as human beings to be perfect because none of us are perfect, man. Like. There's not a day that goes by that I don't make a mistake, you know? So it's like, God, like, you know, you just, I think for me, I've really tried hard and it's very hard at moments like this with the election, but like, like to have more empathy to other people's situations, but there is a line, right? There is a line and, and, and it does sound hypocritical when I'm basically writing off an entire half of the country that voted for Trump, but it is what it is, man. Like in my mind, it makes sense. Like that algebra makes sense to me. And if you want to tell me I'm full of shit for it, like I, you, in your view, I'm probably am. Like I, I can't tell you you're wrong. You know, like it sounds ridiculous, but I, I've said this many times. Like, don't come up to me at a con and, and at, we're having drinks after. Like, be like, oh, and by the way, I, I, I voted for Trump, so see you can. And because I'd be like, all right, well then, thanks, thanks for the beer, but now we're not going to talk. Like that's just again, I'm, I understand it probably sounds ridiculous. Like it probably sounds completely ridiculous to suggest that like what you decide to do on election night is enough for me to decide I don't want to associate with you. But like right now, that's how I feel in a year from now. Will my perspective have changed? Will I have mellowed? I don't know, maybe, but I reserve the right for it to, for that to be the case too. But yeah. right now you don't tell me that. Like, don't, don't, don't try and kumbaya me after the fact, be like, Oh, I was actually, you know, no, then. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, Brian Clark asks, is your love of comics and toys based on some deep emotional need to stay a child forever, or is it genuinely a solid medium and the world is just missing out? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of my yeah. feeling. I mean, I, I there are, listen, I mean, we just got them talking about, you know, Man of Steel for a second. And I mean, there are things where if, if I'm reading a comic book, I absolutely, like, I'm enjoying the Bendis stuff on Superman because it reminds me of what Byrne and Jurgens and Wheezy and Ordway and everybody did on Superman. So it's bringing me back to my teenage years. It, it's there are times where you know if I'm if I'm watching a movie and even the MCU stuff, something will trigger it and and I'm back to you know reading the old Stern Avengers work or or, or whatever. It's like I want 
it's yeah part of what i'm enjoying is is a callback to my younger days and and it makes me smile and it it's something that 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 brings me joy because you know these were good times and and i want to i'm not trying to live in them but it reminds me of them and and makes me smile it makes me want to share it and 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 i'm all for it but yeah i honestly do believe that um you know shortly after we we moved to peekskill and and there was a someone in the facebook group for peekskill was was uh they there was um one of the right-wing fucking groups was going around town and and plastering stickers on like lamp posts and 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 storefronts and fucking windows and shit and one of them ended up on the window of of the rift at my comic shop and i remember it being in the peak school group and some fucking idiot was like what they still make comic books like people fucking still read comic books and i was just like dude like i just i couldn't understand that someone i mean so my man hasn't seen a fucking movie since 2008 apparently but it's it's how do you how does someone just dismiss why why do we still live in an obviously you know people voted for trump so but why do we still even live in an age where people dismiss the medium just because it's drawn and 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 is filled with pictures it's like why do you still have the mentality that you think comics are for kids or 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 you know anybody who reads comics must be intelligently or emotionally delinquent it's i i don't in this day and age i don't get it like we're not in the fucking 60s anymore like why why is that even so yes i honestly do believe that there are some people missing out because they're just outright dismissing it because you know just just because they they have a they think it's a thing that is similar to what they thought years ago like like it hasn't evolved so therefore i thought it was this way back in the 70s so why would i think it it would have evolved over time and and it's not worth my time and yes then in in that case you're absolutely missing out and you're a fucking idiot (laughs) there you go then (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean, I think Brian was being tongue-in-cheek to an extent. Sure, yeah. But I'm saying I do think it's yes, right? I mean, I think, as we talked about a bunch tonight, this is a a lot of, 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 of pop culture is based on nostalgia these days. Maybe too much, right? I mean, but we are certainly agents of that. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I mean, whether it's... I mean, Hasbro is basically staying afloat now, much like the comic industry is, and it's like they've adopted that, right? Like, Hasbro doesn't make toys for kids anymore. They make collectibles, and they're making a shit ton of profit on them because they can charge us as adults $25 for an action figure, and we will pay it because we're addicts, and we want to in some way recapture that joy we had as a kid when these things meant a lot to us. And uh, it is illogical, and it's silly, but yeah, I mean, it's absolutely a huge part of it, right? And um, But on the other hand, I mean, I think that we all uh, would hope we're advocates of this each week that the medium of comics is so far and so much more and so so more vibrant and broader uh, and, and frankly everlasting than the comics that we particularly are nostalgic for. I mean, the, we're never going to not talk about those because we, we they do hold a special place in our heart. But but regardless of those never existing or, or going away, the, the medium is is fantastic. And I I. St- if I had one wish, if I was made overlord of, of everything, I, I I would still like for 
the average person to better appreciate and understand what, what graphic storytelling can be. Because I still think it's much better than it was, absolutely. But I still think there's a big chunk of people that either through ignorance or, or just, just because they haven't been presented with the alternative just don't even have any idea how amazing uh, you know a, a, a graphic novel can be or a, a collected edition of a comic run. Like They just don't even understand and and what 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 a vast array of different types of subjects and presentations and structures are out there for comics right that aren't just you know hero saves the day which is you know just one small subset of 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 the of the medium so i think it's both and and, and i mean going back to your hasbro comment it's it's is disney making the mandalorian for people who enjoyed the the last three star star wars movies or is it for us who were there when we saw Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi in the theater? It's a, why would you make The Mandalorian if if you weren't trying to get that nostalgia factor to kick in? Definitely. I, I take issue with the fact that you said graphic storytelling better now than before. That's just crazy talk. But Wait, who said that? You just did. No, I didn't. What did you say? Is You didn't say... Uh, you said that the storytelling now is better than it was in the past. Or no, no, I did not. No, what did no, you no. say? I said, I said people's understanding in general of that comics are not just for kids or just something stupid. We're a lot better now than we were like oh. 20 years ago in that regard. But gotcha. I, think, okay. I think we still have a long way to go. Gotcha. Like, right. I still think there's still a lot of people that are just unaware or still ignorant to it. Yeah, right. I'll agree with that. But um, damn, Vince looking for a fight where there isn't. No, one. no, that I mean, because if that came out your mouth, I'm just like, yeah, okay, this is just silly talk. Um, I, I may be 55, but uh, the uh, the the little man that lives inside my brain is still 16. There you go. Mm-hmm. Sure. So yeah, is that everything that I've I've loved when I was 16? I I still love now. I'm not trying to recapture the 16. I just have never progressed beyond that point. I'm driven. I'm motivated by art almost exclusively. So if if, if you dig, I just both of you, if you dig something out of the long box and, and, you know, you bought it when it came out, you bought it when, you know, 20 years ago, whatever, and, and, and you read it when it was new. And if you were to flip through it now, would it, would you well, I mean, it really would depend on what it is, but I mean, are you are you transported back to when you bought it, or are you like, this is what this is what kept me coming back to the house? Like, I just, I mean, there are certain things where I'm, I if if I read something, like I'm just I'm brought back to it. I don't I don't look at anything I bought when it was new as something that's like, well, this is this didn't age well. It, it's weird. They're just I, I can watch movies or something and realize that you know, or comedians and be like, yeah, that that's not. I wouldn't do that today, but comics is just kind of a different thing for me. I'll I'll go through long boxes and find something from from the eighties. I if I flip through some issues of Millennium or Legends, I'm like, that's this is all great, man. This is gravy. It doesn't even have to be a comic. I could look at an ad from a certain period of time and remember exactly where I was, what I was doing, and, and yes, yeah. Um, one man who's almost directly responsible for that is Gaspar Saldino. Oh, those, oh. those old Marvel ads with the, the the half page ads in the back of the Marvel magazines, like those are burned into my brain. He was um, he was like the only letterer who actually like signed his name in in the credits box. Yeah, Gaspar. That was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And I can remember um, if you th- – this. I mean this is tangentially comics-related. But if you showed me an issue of The Monster Times, I could, rem- I could tell you exactly where I was, where I got it, um, what happened to me while I was reading. Like Monster Times obviously is a tabloid format, um, newspaper-like monster magazine and you know you had to unfold it like a newspaper to read it and the damn thing if you were reading it outside in the breeze it was hard to yeah. read because you know, <laughs> the wind blah 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 and i can remember each instance of me getting frustrated with it because i was reading it on the back porch like those are the things that never leave you I and can. and people who don't understand will never understand it's true i i mean i, I didn't read monster times but you saying that reminds me of issues of kerrang that i would buy from the fucking record shop right. at high school Right. Yep. Cream. Your Kerrang is my cream because right. I'm, old, yeah, I'm older. Yeah, because I was, I was, I was too young for cream. I it, cream was before my time, and and it's not to date you. It's just it, it's yeah. When when it was because when I was going to high school, it was all about it was all about Maiden and Leopard and and sure. and like Van Halen and and so you know that's that's what yeah. drew me to the record store and and that was the magazine that he had available and I fucking right. bought every goddamn issue. Ryan Brownie should have been a guest on this episode because there is a shit ton of tangents in this mother. It's true. And we're not apologizing for it. No, we are not. All right. So that's all the questions. We did them all. Well, we didn't do them all, but no, we didn't do them all. Well, no, we we did three each, right? Yeah, we did. We we, we had fun doing this. Yes. And we want to thank everybody, uh, all the slackers who participated in this. If your question wasn't answered this time around, we'll probably uh, save it. And and in lieu of me asking or someone else asking again for questions, we'll just dip into this uh, <laughs> thread again. Uh, but uh, long story short, we hope that this uh, brouhaha has alleviated some of your your uh, anxiety, some of your fear, some of your trepidation about what's happening to this freaking planet on which we live. Uh, we just wanted to make it better for you. We hope we have done that. Uh, give you something to think about. In the meantime, uh, please check out our sponsor, DCBService.com, because the list of specials is up there for your perusal, and they are many. And they are uh, extremely deep discounts, such as from Ahoy, we got Wrong Night, uh, sorry, Wrong Earth, (laughs) Night and Day, number one, for $2.19, that's 45% off. Crimson Flower, number one, by Matt Kint and Matt Lisniewski, $1.99, and... Rain Like Hammers from Image. That's uh, Brandon Graham, $2.49. And? And, and I was, yeah, was going to say, and Mysterious Traveler by Zach Crusay, yes. uh, our brother. I don't University know. University of Mississippi Press. I didn't check what the DCBS price is, but it will be lower than the price printed on the book. So you'll, you'll get an official blurb for that next episode. In your travels. It's uh, it is twenty one dollars. You save thirty percent. That's the cheapness. It is the cheapness. I don't believe I've ever seen a wow, a, like a university book discounted more than twenty five. They're usually yeah. twenty twenty five. That's well, great. He does. He has pulled sometimes too much. Like it hurts. And you're like, dude, it's not going to stay on there forever. But you're pulling it like that. But anyway, I guess he uses the hand without calluses on me. They're both cal. Oh, nice. Uh, in your travels, I want you to read. If you're looking for a good time and 
at this uh, point in our lives who isn't, here comes I, the gold digger. I implore you, no, to read uh, Bill and Ted are doomed, number one. Yes! It's just so much fun. Written by Evan Dork and the man, the OG, the man who wrote the Marvel series that, uh, I gotta admit, I wasn't a huge Bill and Ted fan from the movies. Like, I saw them and I'm like, eh, okay. Oh, you're uh, so old. But um, the comic series really did something to me. Like, I just adored those 12 issues that Evan Dorkin uh, wrote and drew. Uh, but this time he's not drawing it. Uh, he's just writing it. Art and lettering uh, by Roger Langridge. And Roger is a, a master cartoonist. It's true. I'll fight anybody that says otherwise. It's, it's, I mean, it's, if you liked what Evan did on the old book, it, it this is, it's, it's very complimentary. It's not a, oh, yeah, yeah, departure yeah. from it. it. It works really well. Well, no, it's the same, it's the same book. It's the same yeah, yeah, cast. Yeah, it's the same yeah, everything. Yeah. Uh, I'll be at a different publisher. But, uh, the, the, the whole, uh, premise is San Dimas's own wild stallions are back and uh our buddies Bill S Preston and Ted Theodore Logan Esquire there's a problem uh they're at a creative uh lull and uh, if you you've seen the movies you know that it's their music that unites everyone in the future and saves the planet and the universe from from uh destruction uh, and they can't they can't find their groove they can't get that song written um, and they're spending a lot of time trying to write that song. And the princesses are like, guys, it's great that, you know, you're trying to, to write this song, but we got bills to pay and yeah. you ain't paying them. Um, but, uh, Rufus is alerted that that song that Wild Stallions are supposed to write. Well, there's a problem. Uh, we don't know exactly what it is, but, but there's a problem that impacts the future. And uh, there's an undercurrent in this book of um, being uh, outmoded, busted, out of favor, uh, falling by the wayside, overlooked uh, for something new. And I kind of wonder, having followed Evan Dorkin on social media, there are periods where Evan Dorkin gets very, very morose. And it's yeah. like it's like, man, I've done this for so long, and it just seems like I can't do anything right, and it's not clicking, and nobody gives a shit about my work anymore. And I get it, right? I mean, being relatively the same age as as Evan, like there's you you get you start to analyze like maybe I've did I've done something wrong, and it's I'm not as popular as I used to be. The things that are going through the minds of Bill and Ted are the things that Evan Dorkin professes to fear in his social media. And I'm wondering if art imitates life, imitates art here. Uh, it's making for a good story so far. Um, it, 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 it's, but I, again, it just, um, I'm concerned that, well, I'm not concerned, but I'm wondering whether Evan's working out some demons in this story. And if he was, more power to him because this is the this is the right. Uh, well, it's not the right, but it's 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 an avenue to explore this kind of stuff through a fictitious um, 
pair of knuckleheads that are in a fictitious band. It's like, okay, they produce art, he produces art. It's it's a good fit, is what I'm saying. Um, I think it's really cute that the children of Bill and Ted are <laughs> yeah. switched. Like yeah. like Ted's daughter is named Billy, and Bill's daughter's named Thea. Yeah. I think I think that's really cute, and and apropos. Because they they they're buddies, yep. life lifelong buddies. They I would, would yeah, they name would have named right. Yeah. I'm gonna name my my child after my butt, yep. or inspired by my butt. No, I I thought the stations are in there. The robot uh, Bill and Ted are in there, and and the robot Bill and Ted feel like they see Bill and Ted with their significant others, and they 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 witness the love on display, and they're like, we don't have anybody. It's just again. It's there's something missing from the existences of these two robots, and the stations are trying to get back home. And there's something missing from the existences of the stations. Like there, there's a sense of loss and and incompleteness pervades this entire book. Mm-hmm. And I think Evan needs a big old hug. Somebody should check on Evan. That's all I'm saying. But I, I love Where'd his you? yeah. I love his work. I've all I've always loved his work. Yeah, I think he's a great cartoonist. He's a shit side splittingly funny, and this is just more of the same thing. There, there's a line in here. This made the book for me because Death is in the book because Death is the bass player, and and he you know, uh, Death wants to do a bass solo, <laughs> and Ted chastises Death, and he says. Dude, a 45-minute bass solo is just too long. And and Death says, it's too short. And Ted says, no one wants a 40-minute bass solo. Not even prog rock bands are that egregiously proggy. <laughs> it's like, dude, that made my day. Because there there are some prog bands that are that egregiously proggy, but we won't name them. <laughs> so, yeah, read Bill and Ted are doomed, number one, for f- just some fun. You'll have fun with it. I, would, I, I, I absolutely co-sign that. Um, in Your Travels, the first issue that came out yesterday, um, which is weird because um, it's filled with a character who is kind of a um, not a good dude, but um, the creative team has kind of won me over. And I believe the creative team is different than what was originally solicited. But um, this is John Walker, U.S. agent. Issue one of this miniseries, uh, written by Priest, art by former Buffy penciler, um, George Jonti, and uh, inks by Carl Story. Did I say George's name right? I, I think Jason it's, I think it's is, is Jonti, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not. Um, but this first issue, um, it's, you know, listen, John Walker is not. He's not the better Captain America by a long shot. Uh, and surprisingly, happily, I don't know if I'll say happily, it, it's, um, it's, it definitely feels like a priest-written book, but the stark black panel with the lettering that you've seen on Quantum and Woody and uh, Deathstroke and Black Panther, that's not, um, that's not on like almost every other page here. It, it shows up every once in a while, but it's not... Um, it's not as 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 often as you might be used to, but um, it's we're 
taken to um uh is it is it it's is it Kentucky? Is it Mississippi? It's um we are we're in coal mining territory. Um and and apparently the residents there are being interviewed um because this corporation came in. They thought it was there to save the town, but it kinda didn't. Um the the whole um they the, the corporation flew their own construction company in, their own workers, independent power plants, so they were tax exempt. They gave nothing to the town. Um the people who worked there didn't even buy groceries in the town. Um but the interviewer, the the person making the documentary is like, you know, well, but but yeah, you had a hero that came to save you all, right? And he's like, No, that that wasn't that that's not what happened at all, because the hero is US agent who is not necessarily um a hero. So then we kind of flash back and we're we're kind of shown how John Walker got to this um Podunk Hick town. And John Walker is is um I don't know if he's a racist, but he's definitely a bigot. Um he is uh you know, Shield is kind of not a thing and, and he's activated into service. Um, and hijinks kind of sort of ensue. And, and I think we're going to dig into a little bit of John Walker's past and, uh, dealing with his family. And, and I'm kind of interested in that. I, I, I like where I definitely like what priest is set up here. Um, the art is fantastic. Uh, I am absolutely not, buying this because i'm a fan of the character john walker has never been really someone who was like oh snap he's he's like you know it's like d-man or dr drew it's like oh cool he's here so it, it's not um i'm i'm totally buying this for priest and and because marco chichetto is doing some fantastic cover work but um i was quite happy i, I might even say i was pleasantly surprised i i knew priest was going to tell a a cool enough story at least for a first issue to get you hooked and and he did i um i i, I really i quite happy with um with the first issue of usa just so in your travels um if you're so inclined i would definitely give usa agent a shot see i was going to amend your uh, assessment of the book by saying i am extremely superficial and i would never have picked this book up because I oh. do, I do not like that cover one bit. That that cover attracts n- zero. I just don't know what it is. Chichetto, I, like, I, like I think Chichetto. Chichetto's I just, very yeah. good. Yes, but, but that cover, nah. I, there's something about it. It would, it it does the inverse. It repels me. I would never pick the, up. The book. I mean, it, the cover is is fitting for the character, and and um, you know, I'm looking at it, and and I like how he has the the left leg on his foot is on the wrist of one of the dudes going for the gun and, and, you know, which is something that you might not normally recognize if you're just focused on homeboy, kind of like, you know, cheering with the beer, but, um, no, I get it. It's just, when you get I, to the last page, the second issue cover looks pretty spiffy. I'm just, you know, I just, I just love Chichetto and it, it, it bothers me that, um, that he's, he's, <laughs> he's on I've, I've been missing his work that, uh, what? Yeah. He's on daredevil. Right, yeah. right, because of who's writing that. So, right. it's like, you know, I, I, I love fucking Daredevil, and, and fucking Chichetta was fantastic on Punisher, and I love his Daredevil look, but um, be it, there's no fucking way in hell I'm reading that. 
Jason. Yes, sir. Uh, In Your Travels, a fun little book that uh, made by longtime comics friend uh, Kenny Keel uh, from Oni Press, Smooth City. Uh, it was written and drawn by Kenny, and it is a story about four young gentlemen, Ray, Ronnie, Mikey, and Vinny, a.k.a. Smooth City, and they are an aspiring boy band in the 90s. And it's basically their journey from young bucks trying to get a mixtape discovered, get a manager to their rise to stardom and then to infamy. And it was just awesome. I mean, um, very much a book where I think you have to have, there's that word again, nostalgia for that period of time and music. Um, I know Dap was a big fan of that type of music. I know Vince was not. So this is not be a book. I think Vince would, would, uh, would immediately be drawn to. I think Dap would enjoy it very much, but if you were into 90s R&B, particularly New Jack Swing. Um, this is oh, a love letter to that. Yeah, it's a love letter to New Jack Swing. I mean, they're aspiring boy band who 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 play that who New Jack Swing music, and it's uh, uh, you know, their their uh, Kenny's artistic style is uh, a lot of people have evoked it to like an Archie style. That is true. I mean, he definitely I think is a little more creative uh, and and graphic art, a little more pop art graphicy when it comes to. Uh, the anatomy. I mean, he uses a lot of uh, you know wide bodies and and really long limbs and stuff, which I like a lot. Um, but uh, it was a blast. It was it basically hit that nerve for me of a of a period of my life where I was in high school and then college, where I was very much into that scene. And um, you know, it felt a lot to me. Uh, and, and this will be a good litmus test for whether this book might be for you. Um, if you were around uh, to appreciate the kid and play movies. Ah, yeah, the, then you'll love this book. I, I mean, it, it has that kind of vibe. Um, it's it doesn't take itself too seriously. It uh, it 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 pours itself and 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 takes a bath in the in, in all of the trappings of that time period, from the clothes to the music to the to the lingo and the slang and 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 again. So for me, it felt like putting on uh, a fresh pair of Z Cavaricis. Um for someone who has no uh, pull toward that era of, of of music and pop culture. I don't know. Maybe it's not for you, but hopefully there are enough people out there that it is for because uh, it was it was great. And I haven't seen a lot of people talk about it. It came out um, in mid October from Oni, and I really would love for more people to give this a try uh, or at least hear a little more buzz about it because I think Kenny did great work on it. So once again, it's Smooth City S M O O V E. Uh, by Oni Press, uh, written and drawn by Kenny Keel, and uh, it is um, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks for like about two hundred pages. Uh, so probably cost you. I'm guessing I haven't double checked. Will probably cost you twelve bucks on stock trades. First impression: Street Poet Ray. Okay, I'm, I'm could be totally off, but that's uh, and, and I'm not saying the art is is exactly like that, but I'm just getting mm-hmm. a. A street poet Ray vibe from this, which is not a bad thing. I mean, I I enjoyed that book. I didn't understand most of it because I'm not, you know, I'm not down with the. the then I wasn't in that world, but whatever. This is I like the colors on this thing. I think uh, graphically it's very strong, but mm-hmm. 
it, it, it suffice to say it would not connect with me like it connects with you. No, definitely. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, not Vis- visually, I think it's 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 cool. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. Atypical all around the mulberry bush. We will be back very soon with more of this. In the meantime, if you want to uh, dip your toe into the social media version of 11 O'Clock Comics, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, all that thing, uh, we're there. Uh, please take a little peek at the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash 11 O'Clock Comics. As usual, it bears repeating because it's a hell of a lot of fun to trip someone up when they're trying to do the right thing. Say goodnight. David. Here's the part where we try and distract him. Good night. Oh, so he's the the horses are off, and there's no turning back now. Nah, he's all set. No, he's not. Oh, he's so cocksure that he can take a drink while he's doing mm. his thing. That, see? Ooh, there you go. Random thought. How bad were those Flintstones movies? That's it for that one. <laughs> <laughs>